This episode of Limit Break Radio is made possible by our generous Patreon donors, including Akesi Pine of Zodiac, Flowey Tia of Siren, Emmy Katapau of Ultros. Thank you so much for your support. If you want to support Limit Break Radio, visit patreon.com slash limitbreakradio. With me, friend. Carlo. Oh my god. What if I'm gay for Tolkien? Juxtaposition. More hot pockets. And Mika. Oh my god, this is gonna be amazing! LimitBreakRadio.com. Five, four, three, two, one! Welcome to Limit Break Radio. Episode number 57. 57. 57. The big 5-7. It's not a big... That's not, <laughs> it's a, not big, a milestone. No, it's really not. Welcome to the show. Thanks for calling in. Isn't that a prime number? Thanks for... Uh, that's a really big prime <laughs> number. I think it is, actually, yeah. What? Thanks for tuning in, is what I meant to say. Uh, here at twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio, we are, of course, live from Eorzea. Let's kick it over to our Eorzean Studios. Uh, Look at that. I know. Prime shot right off the rip. Uh, Thank you guys so much for joining us live here at twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio. We're happy for you to join us on this holiday weekend. If you happen to celebrate the holidays, happy holidays to you. Uh, Otherwise, welcome to the show. Are we not doing an Easter special? No, we are not. There's not going to be any singing? uh, Well, uh, we could, uh, you know what, we could find a cave to lock you in for a couple of days if you want. See if you get out. About three? Yeah. Yeah. What does that have to do with with singing? Oh, he, he would be, he, he, we would be singing. No, he's he's saying they're gonna they're gonna leave me in my tomb. Yeah, and see if I right. rise yeah. on the third day. That's yeah. He doesn't deserve a tomb. Can't we just bury him in a hole? <laughs> Dig a ditch and throw me in. Welcome to the show. Thank you guys for uh, for joining us. Of course, I'm joined by uh, Escalia Rayumasa, Juxtaposition, Kalo Landis, and Nika Kayanian. Uh, thank you guys uh, for uh, showing up. Appreciate it on this holiday weekend. Uh, where is Woody? My drink's getting low already. I know, right? I don't even have a drink. What's uh, going on? Well, where's Kooky on that note? Yeah. You guys have feet. Kooky, <laughs> Kooky has been mighty quiet in the chat. Actually, Kooky is uh, out at uh, she's out at a convention this weekend. I think so. Yeah, she's WonderCon. Got, she's got the weekend off. Uh, and, also, Nika, look, we don't expect you to understand because you don't actually get to be here and have him get your drinks for you, but we are used to a certain kind of lifestyle. <laughs> That's right. <okay? laughs> He's almost been our intern for like a month. You realize that, right? And he does a You've good job. This up until this point. He and does he, a good job. Sometimes we don't even need to ask. Yeah, he just a, comes over and grabs the cup and goes and refills it. He's a good little uh, drink fetcher. Nika, yeah. let me tell you, they were used to this new lifestyle about two hours into it. So, uh, needle- I, I can't go back to being a peasant. Oh, wait, I have an idea. I have an idea. Uh, Escalia, yes, you know your way around a kitchen, right? <laughs> you know, I'm not sure in what way I want to take offense to that. I've got like six options, but yes. <laughs> 
Uh, anyway, uh, so uh, we are here today. We're going to be talking about uh, producer live letter number 28. Uh, so if you'd like to give us a call, uh, Juxta is going to be manning the phones today. Yay. So expect fuck ups. Did you did you miss that responsibility? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Uh, so uh, here's, here's the thing. Since Juxta is running the calls, okay, try, do me a favor. Try not to distract him. Don't get into big, long-winded conversations with him. Don't just, use big words. Just. Actually, just do. Because say, just, no, it's not. <laughs> it's not. Uh, just uh, say what you want to say to get on the air, and that's it. I mean, it's pretty it's a pretty simple process. Name, topic, server. Boom. But we don't have someone that's going to be able to sit around and uh, try. Full, full screen you. Yeah, right. It's it, it, whatever really uh, formally. Like, so make sure your mic doesn't suck. Uh, yeah. Be paying attention. Be ready to go. And don't you personally suck either. That would be helpful. Mm-hmm. Unless you are a girl what do you mean? and none hot. Of our, none of the LB Army members suck. Don't say that, Kyle. Ryuichi, hello? Skurro, come on. Hello? Right? Have you met oh, these two people? Yeah. Wow, even Nika not rushing to the defense. <laughs> That's rough. <laughs> I've never met Skurro. I can't defend that. So uh, a couple uh, a couple of notes that uh, I wanted to uh, start, start off here with. Uh, we mentioned this last time, but I, I really want to hammer this home. Uh, our newer shows that we've been doing, our final encounter casts and our uh, refreshes, those shows are going to be moving to their own feed starting this week. This episode of Final Encounter Cast will be the very last episode to go up on all of our feeds. So if you're subscribed to Limit Break Radio on our Final Fantasy 14 only feed and you want to still receive Final Encounter Cast and Refresh content, make sure you go and subscribe to those feeds. They'll both be available over at Refresh, uh, I'm sorry, over at FinalEncounterCast.com and uh, yeah, that's, that's where those will live. If you're subscribed on what we call the LBR Network feed, then uh, those sh- those episodes will stay there. Um, but uh, just so if 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 you're subscribed to the Final Fantasy 14 specific RSS feed, that's going to be receiving a bunch of changes uh, coming up this week. So. <laughs> Gay! That is probably the worst application of that drop that I've heard. Yeah, no sense whatsoever. You're off to a good start. I don't think he can do the phone lines and the drops. I'm worried now. The drop quality immediately just plummets. You know what? <laughs> Fuck you guys. He's I like, have, my back hurts. He's okay? like, and I just started working again, and it's the worst thing ever. RSS feeds. Aww. That's gay, right? That's Aww. totally gay. <laughs> Sounds gay. I'm only half listening to everything because I'm trying to do Kooky's job and trying to do drops too. Like hit a, hit a drop doesn't matter. Can you go give <laughs> me? A, can you go give me a drink? Yeah. Sh- oh, me too. No, fuck off. That, get number six to do. He's not doing shit. <laughs> but it's funnier if you do it. Well, no. Uh, also, uh, we want to uh, mention that if you have given to our uh, Patreon campaign over at patreon.com slash limit break radio uh, and you've given at uh, $50 or more that uh, entitles you to a T-shirt from Limit Break Radio. Uh, we ha- at, at the moment, I think we're missing seven people who have not responded out of, I think, 28. So that's actually really good. That's pretty good. That's pretty good, guys. But if you are one of the seven that uh, have 
hasn't gotten a hold of us about your t-shirt then please uh get a hold of us so that we can know what t- what size t-shirt to send you uh and also uh what what type of cut you want you can get a regular uh normal t-shirt or a women's t-shirt uh so uh let us know if uh if if you know you've given to limit break radio and those will start going out in uh the next week or so so uh thank you guys for giving at patreon.com slash limit break radio now we just want to make sure that uh everyone gets their shirts so make sure that you uh get a hold of us with your shirt size uh we also want to thank our sponsor elmo city comic-con uh make sure that uh you check out their website elmo city comic-con.com that's october 28th through the 30th at the henry b gonzalez convention center in san antonio texas uh they just announced on uh uh well they they actually just had an opening opening night party for uh batman v superman uh which uh, is pretty cool but uh you, you definitely uh want to uh if you're in the area go check it out they've announced a ton of awesome guests that are going to be out there including uh amy joe johnson yeah, yeah. Pink Power Ranger. original pink power ranger one of my very first crushes ever Everyone every little boy's oh. first crush uh yeah yeah uh I Jer- love you. jeremy bullock billy d williams tim rose uh brian herring billy piper tom kenny uh ned luke uh steven og uh dean kane are some of the uh names that are going to be out there uh the so penguin from new gotham is also out there too He's that's right one. that's right uh so if that sounds like something up your alley uh we're also going to be out there as well again that's october 28th through the 30th uh at the henry b gonzalez convention center in san antonio texas we also want to mention cyber city con uh that's uh going down may 7th through the 8th at uh in san antonio texas it's from the uh, same people of course who brought you uh alamo city comic con and terror expo uh but uh, you can check out more about that at cybercitycon.com com uh, all right so let's see what else uh, what else do we have here uh, we're gonna be on the next episode we're gonna come up with a uh, giveaway to give away a 60 day time card that was given to us uh, from uh, uh, let's see uh, Ludicrous. Ludicrous. That's it. Ludicrous. I, that took me a second. I had to, I had to make sure that. I you know, he that. actually he's the one who owns that original uh, drawing of the O sheep. Is that right? Yeah. Bought it during the bet. Oh, nice. Uh, well, if you'd like to win a 60 day time card, make sure that you tune in next Sunday to Limit Break Radio because uh, we'll be giving one away. Uh, and uh, Nika, did you have uh, something to plug here, too? I do um, that my current free company, not the LBR free company, sadly, but my um, other free company, it is called uh, Echoes of Gaia. It is one year anniversary this week of being born and we are having a party slash giveaway type of thing every, nice. um, starting on the 29th right the April through April 2nd at 5 p.m. and 9 p.m. Eastern time. There's going to be games and different things for minions, mounts, music, gear, all this kind of fun stuff. Uh, if you're on Sargatana server, uh, that'll be something to check out. Starts the 29th through the 2nd. There'll be party finders up and you can come and it'll be fun. Come win some stuff. There you go. All right. Cool. Well, uh, yeah, if that sounds like something up your alley, make sure that... Uh what, what was the date for that again? From the 29th through the 2nd at 5 p.m. and 9 p.m. Eastern. And uh, we can post something about that over at uh, LimitBreakRadio.com. We can, but we're not going to. 
Oh. <laughs> no, Nika, you can. I was going to say, the funny thing is, Nika can actually do that herself. Yeah, you don't yeah, even I need will. to. Yeah, I will. I just have to figure out how. She has the ability. <laughs> okay, I got 10K saying that she never posts anything. Yeah. I'm I'll, not taking I'll that bet. I'll figure it out. I'll do it. Mm. Okay. Mm. Challenge It challenge has to be accepted. from Nika. You can't just say, oh, yeah, Nika did it, and then you post it, Escalia. Okay. No, I'll do it. No, no, I said I'm not taking that bet. Oh. Why? <laughs> I'm going to do it. I don't think anybody's going to take that bet. <sighs> can I take that bet? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can. You guys are going to pay me stuff if I actually do it? Well, Juxta is going to. He's got the 10K on it. He's making a okay, 10K bet? Okay, sure. You got it. Okay. There you go. Maybe it'll get Should done. we specify Gil versus dollars? <laughs> I appreciate Gil is implied. I, yeah, it was. Just checking. Escalia, I bet you 10K that if she does do it, Juxta still won't pay her. <laughs> Again, I'm not taking that bet. No. All right. Well, uh, we have uh, we've been doing this uh, bit for a couple of weeks now, and it looks like it's got to be pushed off another two weeks to see uh, or another couple of because we don't get the the ranked matches, the uh, the uh, PVP stuff for another two weeks. Right. Then uh, when we should have gotten it. So we've got to keep coming up with these same four matchups again and again and again for the uh, Final Fantasy Feast League or Final Fantasy Fantasy League. I'm not sure even what we're calling it these days. Final Fantasy Feast League. You had it right. The first There's time, a whole bunch yeah, of but we didn't change league. to that because when it started, it was the Final Fantasy. Yeah, Fantasy yeah. League. And then when you were gone, well, no, we noticed we did it said the Final we, Fantasy Feast League. No, we did the Final Fantasy Fantasy Draft for the Final Fantasy Feast League. Oh, oh but okay. Feast wasn't even out when we yeah. started. I'm so confused. We knew the name though. Yeah. Anyway, whatever you bitch. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Doesn't matter. There's Fs and there's an L at the end. Yes. Final the- Fantasy Fuck League? Yes, Wait, go. there's too many Fs. <laughs> no, it's not. No, no it's not. Right. No, don't. Oh, that's, you got it right. right. Actually, that's appropriate. That cool. Is, oh, this is a disaster. There is an appropriate number of Fs there. Uh, so, yes, we have been uh, doing the FFFL uh, for a couple of weeks now, and uh, we would like to see more people uh, voting over at the website, LimitBreakRadio.com. Uh, we've had uh, a couple of uh, a couple of weeks of matchups we're on what week uh this is week seven results jesus yep uh so uh yeah make sure that you're voting in that and uh we're gonna actually eventually open up a way for listeners to participate in this moving forward we have to wrap up the first season of it though and that can't happen until the tournament start right i thought that was was that were were we were we it was supposed to be it was supposed to be they pushed it back by two weeks my my plan at this point is we're going to get through our our 10-week schedule that we have the bottom two teams are going to get cut off and then we'll do a two week four play playoff? 14 playoff to figure out okay who that's how we're gonna end this so those jailbirds and the banana hammocks aren't gonna make it into the playoffs uh, better watch out jailbirds are tied for fourth right now <laughs> fourth those, place. those bottom people should go off just to see who's the biggest loser among everyone. we can oh, do the biggest yeah. loser absolutely yeah uh, what, what, did that. That, what did they call that in the league uh the sacco yeah 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 well, the toilet bowl can we call yeah, it they play in the, the well you play in the toilet bowl. can we call it the escalio <laughs> Boo. Because <laughs> you <laughs> suck. That was bad. Cue my that, music. That was, Let's do this. that was really bad. All right, here we go. Here's a FFFL update. All righty. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Week seven of the FFFL has drawn to a close, and the race continues to tighten up. For the very first time this season, every single team in the league elected to make no changes to their starting lineup. With the results now in the books, we'll see which owners look brilliant and which ones have some tough questions to answer on their Monday morning presser. Did uh, did you guys mean to do that? Because I just totally forgot that this was a thing. I meant to. 
Um, I assume you're the one who just doesn't give a shit. I think the rest of us consciously chose. No, well, it's just easier to tell you right now my changes, because I was <laughs> going to make a change, but then I just never got around to it. Yeah, so. I think that we should do the changes on the show, because otherwise, I'll, I don't remember. Yeah, yeah there's... yeah, there's And no. you never put this information anywhere else, and okay. even, even when we get it to you, you're just kind of like... Ooh. And it's not like we but have I always do it. access to the outline, but we... Do column? Yeah, I think I, I definitely I, I agree. It Just should go be with done. the okay, no, we'll do it on the show. I wasn't going to make right. any changes though, so that was conscious. I was totally going to make a change. All no, right. you, no, you weren't. Don't no, you weren't. All right. First up, uh, Hanger's Crucible smashed Bondage and Servitude, Woo! picking up their second win of the year over Juxta's Jezebels. Crucible healer Prish was reportedly fired up for this week's game when a higher up in the organization tried to have her banned from the locker room, saying that it was no place for children. The win moves Crucible to four and three, holding the tiebreaker over Bondage and Servitude, we, who also uh, sit at four and three. Can, can we get a, uh, a statement from the Bondage and Servitude uh, owner? Uh, or Ju- Juxta's Jezebels, is, uh, yeah. apparently that's their new nickname. Um... What happened, bro? How do you respond to this new nickname? I guess I have to figure out who came up with it because it's probably too witty for Ascalia. So I'm going to give props to to Kahlo. What no a problem. shocker! It, it's a it's a good one. Mm-hmm. I I picture Jezebel having really big boobs, so I like that. <laughs> but but what what about the match itself? This is the second time you've lost to the Hangers Crucible, man. You know. I guess the power of bondage and servitude is really downplayed when the uh, the team captain of the other team is also a girl. So I feel like I'm at a, a distinct disadvantage. And we disadvantage. have massive orgies, don't forget about that. Oh yeah, apparently they have massive orgies over there. <laughs> it's, a, it's a hard matchup, but uh, well, yeah. All right. Sex puns from uh, team owner Juxta. Thank you, Juxta. Yeah. Next up, the Morty and Jailbirds eked out a win over the Besaid butt plugs, avenging their week two loss. The Jailbirds are riding a wave of momentum after moving Joe Never Fails into their coaching position, while the butt plugs have now lost their fourth consecutive game. With the victory, the Jailbirds move to three and four, where they are now deadlocked with the butt plugs. Uh, I got a quick question for Nero. Um, so I feel like your whole your whole uh, all bad guys thing is starting to backfire because in the end. The good People, guys always win. They do always win. It went in the tank after he offed Cloud. That was the beginning <laughs> of the downfall. Ooh. I think there's some spiteful FF7 fans hey, who are voting hey, against him every hey. week now. Allegedly offed Cloud. Yeah. Okay, that has not he, been he's, proven. He's I, not available for comment. I'm I would not just, speaking as a league official. That's my theory. I would just like to point out there's literally nothing at stake here. There's literally, there are no stakes. Bragging rights. I honestly don't care if I lose. Still butthurt. <laughs> it's fun, though. Get in the spirit. Uh, hmm. Hmm. Is he is it from the loss or from the plugs? Is it fun? It is fun. <laughs> is it? Shit, it is. yeah! Is it? Don't be such a party pooper. God, this is like every fantasy league I've ever been in. <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, the Calo Clux clan continued their dominance of Titans Banana Hammocks, etching their second win of the season over the upstart summons and speedos. With only a few weeks left until the playoffs, the Hammocks are facing some winner go home games ahead. They fall to two and five, while the Calo Clux clan retake first place at five and two. Woo! Well done. I really like how like varied like the standings keep going like it at first it was like obviously a Nero in the top place but then he's like keeps going it's, it's very the fluid. standings really did start to separate and then come back together really tightly and now they're starting to separate again yeah. uh, I find it very very uh, disturbing and troublesome that since I made my pseudo clan speech on the air I've won every match by a landslide I was trying to ignore that fact but yes yeah. <laughs> uh, this week on the waiver wire teams can choose from Zell Amarant Ico. Lich, Shantoto, Thancred, 
Emperor Mateus, Zeromus, Sabin, and Terra. Okay. Yay. Okay. Uh, with no players taken last week, the draft order remains Nika, Juxta, Kalo, Anero, Papa, and Ascalia. So, Nika, do you want to pick anybody up? Oh, Thancred is so, so tempting. Uh, I don't know who I get rid of, though, because my, my team is rocking. I've got a sweet team. Boot your bench player, then. Who's my Who's on my bench right now? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Is it Ferris? You don't ever change the lineup. How should I know? I don't remember. It was I can't week remember one. if Ferris was on my bench. Yes, it is Ferris. That sounds right. Uh, okay, I want to swap Ferris for Thancred. All right, Ferris. I can do that. Right, they're in the same position, right? They're both my like. They're both bench, so yes. Okay, bench can be anyone. Yeah. All right, okay. uh, Juxta. All right. Well, Beatrix, I feel with our uh, newest loss, I don't feel like she is carrying enough weight. Mm. Are you kidding? Have you seen the size of her tits? She's carrying plenty of weight. Compared to the rest of my team, I feel like uh, she's a lot smaller than uh, what I initially hoped for. Oh. So we're gonna we're gonna switch Beatrix out for Terra. And you make sure you find a good picture of her. As your tank? Yeah. Terra's not a tank? Mm. Are you kidding me? Have you played Final Fantasy VI? You just yes. load up 128 magic defense on her, and you can't hit her with shit. <laughs> Thank right. you, Evade Glitch Bug. All right, Terra goes to... <laughs> Tara goes to Juxta in place of Beatrix. Callow, uh, would you like to make any swaps? Yeah, I'm unfortunately going to drop Renoa and I'm going to pick up Shantato as my range DPS. All right. I feel like you don't get much more. Uh, Are you sure you don't want to pick up Aiko again? Pew, pew, pewy as. Um, did I ever have? I don't think I ever had Aiko. Okay, well, I mean, she's she's your type. I mean, she's young, a child. Not a little girl character. Shantato. Shantato it is. Shantato's All right. Old. Uh, also small. Aniro, do you want to make any swaps? I have no idea what's happening. Okay. <laughs> You don't want to put Absolute Virtue in your lineup? I, uh, okay. I think he wants Zell. Is Absolute Virtue on his bench? Uh, Absolute Virtue is his bench player, yes. What? <laughs> uh, Papa Woody, would you like to make any swaps? Get fucked. All you, right, move you want to drop? You want to drop who Who for Zero Must? Okay, we'll do that. <laughs> uh, and I don't think I'm making any swaps. I'm good with this week. So that is all for that. Current standings are in first place, the Callow Klux Klan. Second place, Hangers Crucible. Third place, Bondage and Servitude. Tied for fourth place, we have the Butt Plugs and the Mordian Jailbirds. And uh, our cellar dweller is the Titans Banana Hammocks. The matchups for this week will be Bondage and Servitude versus Titans Banana Hammocks. The Mordian Jailbirds will square off with the Callow Klux Klan. Easy win. And Hangers Crucible will be up against the Besaid Butt Plugs. In other league news, famed Sandorian dancer Alexei Mayakov has declared that he will make himself eligible in next season's fantasy draft. Coaches across the league have been asked if having him in the locker room would be a uh, distraction to the other male teammates. Kefka was particularly vocal, saying, I don't care what he does with dicks in his spare time as long as he kicks him on the field. More on this story as it continues to develop. And that's what's going on in the FFFL this week, guys. Have a good one. Oh, I'd have to... You come up with these things. You know, I'd have to... uh, I'd have to thoroughly... Vet Mayakov, I think, and uh, yeah, I'm sure he'd enjoy that. Ask him, ask him some of those, uh, you know, some of those uh, make or break. Uh, Isn't he the one that talks draft about questions? You yeah. know what I mean. Yeah. You know what I'm talking yeah, about. Get the, get the Wonderlick test going. There on. you go. <laughs> There you go. Dude, trying to make up that bit. I'm just like, is there a gay character in the FF universe anywhere to use for this joke? That was, that was thank you. That was the best I could do. That's pretty that's a good, though. bit of a stretch, but you know what? I'll give but it to He talks with a lift, right? Yes, and he's a flamboyant dancer. And, wow. And he looks like a Nero. That's just in reinforcing <laughs> stereotypes. But I'm pretty sure he makes comments that check are your, like I'm, I'm, You know what? I'm going to check your privilege. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. I was thinking, like, well, like, Fang and Vanille, they're arguably lesbians, and... 
That's kind of about it. That's all I could really come up with. Nah, it's even more reachy. I know. Mr. Like, Jack's pointing out harsha font. Yeah, what about hearts and fart? <laughs> okay, well, we're doing the English version of this game, so he's very Thank straight. You ever. Uh, all right. Well, thank you for the uh, FFFL update. Um, just and, you know, just so uh, in the uh, in the future, I think we're going to start off with FF14 news just just to, you know, lead off real strong right there. But uh, since the FF- thanks, Dick, since the uh, yeah, no, this is yeah, this is my nice way of saying that we're going to move you to the back of the program that wasn't a nice way of saying it no <laughs> eat it dude no it wasn't i don't f- feel the need to be particularly nice what a shock ever <laughs> uh yeah but no we've we've had some we've had some feedback why is this right at the beginning of the show oh have we yeah oh. yeah i like oh. it and it kind of made me think Kind of made me think. Well, like, why is it at the beginning? It's because of the fluff okay? thing, and we do all the fluff things at the beginning. See, yeah, we've always done show news stuff before. Yeah, but this news. that's different. This is different from show news. Though. Okay, it's a bit. I mean, well, I'll tell you why. Though. It's we're a bit thirty si- if, if we're thirty six minutes long, into the show, and we haven't talked about FF fourteen. Time. Just talk we're, right we're, over me. We're twenty six minutes into the show. Just talk right over me. Still though, thirty minutes into the show, and we haven't even talked about any FF fourteen. Fair enough. We, th- we talked about Thankard very briefly. Does it hurt more that it was like viewers' feedback that pushed you to the back of the show, or was it better when you just thought that it was a Nero doing it? Oh, it hurts more being viewer feedback. I don't give a <laughs> shit what he thinks. <laughs> if you're so excited about worthless garbage, you want this too. Uh, I'm glad that Nero got my email. <laughs> <laughs> I hate all of you. Fuck off. <laughs> Oh, anyway, all right. Uh, let's uh, let's check out what's going on in uh, FF14 news. This is a limit breaking news update. Uh, outside of uh, producer live letter twenty eight, there is not much going on. We do want to remind you that the free login campaign is uh, is happening. Uh, right now, it is uh, going on until April 13th. So uh, make sure that uh, if you haven't taken advantage of the free, what is it, 96 hours that they're giving out, uh, that uh, you make sh- that you log on and you take advantage of those four free days. Remember that they're not cumulative. That uh, the minute you st- the minute you log in, that starts your four days. That starts your 96 hours. Uh, and uh, yeah, enjoy it. You can get through. Uh, I'd, I'd say if you can get through most of that time uninterrupted, you could probably get through most of 3.2 yeah so mm-hmm. no uh no sleep no bathroom breaks poop sock that shit that's right <laughs> uh well, yeah uh also we want to remind you that the music contest is going on until april 11th if you haven't entered that and you are musically talented then make sure that uh you enter that by uh going to uh, FinalFantasy14.com. Check the Lodestone for more details. Has all of the entry requirements right there on the page. Uh, and uh, yeah, make sure that uh, that you do that. Uh, I, I haven't. I, I've got a couple of pre- like I said. I got a couple of previews of entries from 
folks that we know, right? That we featured on uh, Limit Breaking Music before. Um, but I don't know that they've actually posted them to YouTube. So until they post them to YouTube, I don't feel right playing. So them. some of the people that we featured on LBR Music have actually sent you previews specifically. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah, Aww, that. cool. Uh, but I don't, I, I, I don't want to play them until they're officially right. No, available. The other ones they were publicly available on mm-hmm. YouTube. That's why we decided to play them. So, uh, but uh, if you're if you are working on an entry, good luck to you, uh, and uh, hopefully you do well. So you know what I'd like to see. I'd like someone to do a beatbox version. Ooh. That would so, be cool. So do it. No, I can't. Are you kidding? Like like a, like beatbox with your mouth or like beatboxing with like uh, the like a like an NPC? No, like like with your mouth. Oh, okay. Gotcha. With with an NPC. Oh, you mean where they like look like they are? Huh? How do you beatbox with NPC? That's what you that's what a production studio is called. Oh. Referred to. Oh. I thought you meant like a character in game. Character? I'm like, no, what? it's not. No, we do an MMO based podcast. You got to watch what you use those acronyms. Uh, apparently, 7-Eleven in Japan is offering FF14 promo rewards. I thought that was weird. <laughs> yeah, that's not fair. Isn't 7-Eleven like a big deal in Japan? What? I thought they were like, uh, what? I thought they were like a major thing. Well, they're a major thing here, but I thought they were like a major thing in Japan. I don't know. What? Why would they be? Yeah, I don't know. Why, well, That's what I always kind of thought. Well, a lot of things in Japan, like they use they use different kind of stores like that for shit like this. They don't do that in America hmm. so much. Yeah, Although I do I mean, have friends in Japan, I'm gonna have to hit them up for this. Is there like a link that says like what they're offering or how you get it? Uh, there's like two paths. One path has a female maid outfit. The other path has a butler outfit, and if you complete both paths, then you get a fat white chocobo. <gasps> right? <gasps> Bullshit! No, can I get it in the American version of the game if I have my friend in Japan get me the code? Probably. I mean, I don't see how they would stop you. Uh, Look forward to it in the cash shop soon. Yeah, going, that's what okay, I think. It'll be a cash For sure. I don't know. I don't know if it is. I assume so. I no, I would. So. I would I'm going gonna, gonna to get Argit to help me out. No, I w- I'm going to assume. No, no, no. That's a fair bet because if there's anything that's like region locked or something like that, there's no. Why would they just leave that to an, a 7 Eleven exclusive unless 7 Eleven was able to hammer that out in the deal? It could be. I uh, know it's no. gonna. It, it, give it time. It'll be in the cash shop as soon I as the promo's so. over. What about that Chinese themed outfits? That's in the Chinese version, but in, in no other version. Because that version doesn't cross over to the rest of versions. Like the Chinese people aren't playing. With yeah, they can't the play. Yeah, clients. they can't play on the same servers as us. What? They have. Yeah. yeah, they have segregated servers. Yep. Racist. China's a bit xenophobic. It, it has to do with China, not with. Yeah. I think it actually has to do with economic stuff. Oh, look at that! The race car. wow oh they're behind us like in the update schedule too aren't they or is that yeah yeah there are quite a few patches behind us so i mean that that would be another reason why they'd be segregated uh and our final bit of ff14 news before moving into live letter 28 is patch 3.25 is going to be hitting on tuesday yeah woo yeah 3.25 I'm actually, I'm kind of impressed. I would have thought that this would have been another two, three weeks out. Yeah, this yeah. was definitely. This is actually around. the first time since Heaven Ward's launch that I felt that the patch has came in a timely manner. Yeah, it has actually. I, I'm still engaged. I mean, granted, I'm not necessarily, I'm not really doing anything besides gathering tomes, but I'm still doing like dailies. I mean, I'm still, I'm still re- uh, doing the Midas raid. I'm still engaged with the game. So. Do you think uh, it feels shorter because we've had so many like smaller patches between uh, three point two and three point two five? 
You mean like with feast adjustments and yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, no. I just, I just think that with what they've added with three point two, that it was just the right kind of content. You know, the raids that were designed, they were designed to where they're actually fun to do. And with the uh, the introduction of the Vath, I think it gives us you know just that little bit of extra push for the Beastman dailies to actually feel rewarding enough. And 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 you know, I still enjoy doing them. I've even started going back and doing the old Beastman quests now for the Grade Four Materia. So it's fair. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, and, and that's the thing. If you're not raiding, it's pretty much it's pretty much tome capping. It's yeah. tome capping or getting stuff out of uh, out of Alexander normal, which I was really surprised how quickly I was able to get all that gear. Mm-hmm. Well, also, I mean, I'm sitting mind, at I'm sitting at 220 right now. Also, keep in mind, too, that uh, because you were also gathering lore gear that cut down on how much Midas gear you actually needed to get. I haven't gotten all of my Midas gear. But I have all that I need. Nothing else that I can get at this point is going to be an upgrade. You know, it, well, what's really interesting is they've sort of shot their lore weapons in the feet. Because How they, so? Well, it takes seven gears. It takes seven Maiden gears to be able to get them. And depending on how long the uh, the the uh, next step of the relic phase mm-hmm. takes, it may just be easier to go for the relic. Oh, we might not yeah. even need them. You might not. E- yeah, you may not. I didn't even think of that. Also, keep in mind that this time around, there actually were, I think, quite a few people who have elected not to do the relic weapon. Really? I think so. Like there what? were there were a no. lot of dude, there was no a way. lot of people that were up in arms about how hard and how long it takes. Actually, those yeah. are just those are just whiners and belly acres. Those are no. that's all that is. That's only oh, whi- no, no, I that's agree. Whi- that's only the whiners and the belly acres because I it, I, I think uh, that there was a much larger barrier to entry with the first relic and having to to be able to get through Titan hard mode at I that agree. time. I agree. And even still people for a long time struggled f- f- through Titan hard mode and, uh, and and other fights, you know what I mean? I like agree and I think that the stigma that comes along with that stops some people from even a even attempting it. Well, I, I thought like the thing about like Titan Harmo was a huge barrier, but at the end of the day, it was one fight, and when you cleared it, it was done. I don't think you, this has every to do run with you went into, you had a chance of it being your last one. Yeah, I feel. Like I don't it, think this has to do with barrier to entry. I think it has more to do with just not caring. I didn't like, do my relic. I didn't care. Th- yeah, there's a couple people in my static even who are just like, yeah, I don't really care. Like, you know, I buy a thing every like. I know people right. that have like twenty out of it's, eighty right now. It's not a matter of they think it's too hard, but I think with, because of the stigma that that uh, the the previous relic quest. You you know, sort of instilled in some people. Oh, at the end, it's not going to be worth it. That now going into this, there's a lot of people that just don't. Well, care. they're not wrong though. No, that, no I mean, I, at the yeah, end, at the it. end, it is probably right. not going to be worth it unless you really want a weapon that you can customize. Yes, yes, I do understand it, but I think that there will actually be some people who are getting use out of the the lore weapons beyond just the glamour. Yeah, I'll, gra- I'll grab the lore weapon. Just, yeah, but you're yeah. a scrub. Shut yeah. up. So what? But who? Ca- but who cares? Like when you look at the relic weapons, it's like who gives a shit. I care. You care? Yeah. I care. I care if, if, I mean, in the end, I mean, I, I honestly wish that, I hope that this relic is like every step of the way is better than what we currently have or at least equal to because really what the problem with the last relic is that like the very last, very, very, very last step gave a huge boost in stat, but until then it was worthless. So if they do it right and like this next step is like on par with the raid weapons, it's absolutely worth it. And see, I'm telling you, they they should have they should have just done the relic weapons in one shot, have it ready to go from the patch and then progressively ease requirements as patches go. You know, like make the next step be you know to uh huh. you know, if we're at if we're at 210 right now, make the next step uh that you would uh, on normally 
how Square Enix has said it, they would normally patch it in, but instead make that a breakneck extreme poop sock challenge. Make it like a 280 weapon that's the hardest fuck to get and, and then and make each, each it, patch make it a little easier. Make it insane and then ease those requirements as you want more mm-hmm. people to get Do into it. you want it. people to die though? Yes. <laughs> people in Japan who will kill themselves. Good. Fuck them. <laughs> that's the if hope. Fuck them. If they're, if they're dumb enough to sit around and die then it's on them. <laughs> Better yet they could go the old FF11 route if they wanted to gate people and every cutscene requires you to wait till Japanese midnight. <laughs> That shit. Oh no! Wait, Wait till conquest tally. Those were no. those were the, those were the worst gates. Uh, like those were just so arbitrary and infuriating. And the fact that they're still in FF11. Oh is, my god! They, I know. They're still they're, they're still they're, there. There was one in TOAU I remember where you literally went three missions in between JP Midnight Waits, and you're it's like fucking it unbelievable. Was like JP Midnight Wait cutscene 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 JP Midnight Wait, and I'm like Why you mother. Remember that? Oh god, it was you because know. you probably blocked it out from your memory in order to retain part of your sanity the worst one was freaking at the end of uh cop you had to wait till the conquest tally before you could get your ring after you beat promathia did they put any of that kind of shit in seekers of adulin yes they did oh my god but i think they've taken them all out just out of seekers though just out of i don't think at this point i've done i've done all the stories i don't know where they're yeah i think i think that there are still a couple of uh jp midnight waits in there i think they changed them all to in-game hour you like wait till the next day in game i guess that's not too bad yeah but but but, there was some of those in seekers out of the ones i've done so far yeah i I think they're all the next day right so some of them i tried to time it it was like you got to go knock on this door and you have to wait till the next day to go in or something like that completely yeah completely at 2359 right, sure. and then you're ready to go yep, yeah yep. Uh, still butthurt but the, the thing i mean like I, I i do like having the option to be able to grind it out and having some people who are willing to do it it would give you know you would have less downtime overall and there you have a completely developed uh, like what what why why patch it in What's the purpose of patching it in? What do you need? Deva- Saving JP lives. But do, uh, <laughs> JP lives matter. <laughs> I'm again. I'm sorry. It comes down to if you're stupid enough to sit there and fucking die over a video game, then you know what? There's uh, the video games do not need to make themselves so that that doesn't happen. That's a fucking choice that someone makes. But isn't this kind of the same argument that we run into with people who don't want lore to be capped and how many you can get a week? Um, no, I think that that's different. I think that that's different. If each lore, like if you got one tomb of lore per three dungeon runs, then you might have a point. Yeah. I, I mean, the, 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 like, it's not, I don't, I don't see the lore cap in the same, in the, in the same regard. I guess to me, they're very similar. Like it's, it's still just a way to artificially gate what your level's at or where you're at until the end of the patch. Well, I feel like the the cap on lore tomes is more just so that people don't get everything they need within the first week and they're like, "All right, now I don't have to play." Yeah, but if if you if you did it that way, you would be removing that big complaint that people have right now where you you do something and then immediately the reward you get from that is outdated the next patch. That is a big big complaint. So if you give people the ability to go beyond what would normally be patched in, but just make the requirements for it really ridiculously insane there are going to be some people who choose to do it yes and then there are going to be some people who are turned off by that big grind and say oh I'll wait till they ease the requirements yeah. imagine if uh tokens instead of just 80 you needed 400 but then when patch 3.25 came 
then they bumped it down to 80. Right. right. Yeah. But, but it, it, yeah, like straight out of 3.0, it needed like 200. Yeah, it's, that's exactly right. the thing that so I'm talking So basically about. when it first comes out, it's actually equivalent to like Final Fantasy XI Relic. Yeah. <sighs> So anyway, uh, let's talk about uh, producer Live Letter 28. Now, this went down uh, a couple of nights ago, uh, and uh, there was a lot of really interesting questions. I know that we had kind of we had actually kind of shit on the questions on the last episode. We had kind of made fun of like, oh, is there going to be any good questions asked? There actually was. There was a couple of uh, there was a couple of good ones in here. So why don't we giving us a heap and helping bowl? Shut the hell up. Why don't we uh, talk about uh, some of the more interesting statements out of uh, the Live Letter? So, all right. So the first uh, question that came out was uh, on healer accuracy. It says healers seem to miss their attacks quite frequently in dungeons uh, released in patch 3.2. Do you have plans to adjust healer accuracy? What I love about this question is it seems every other time that the whole topic of healers doing damage comes up, right? Like it goes from one side to the other. Like obviously you, you have your, your, your people who are like, Oh, healers should do it. And people go, no, healers should just heal. Right. And every once in a while, something will like, like the last time this came up, they actually talked about how, you know, they, they do, figure the basic rotation of tanks and healers into damage being done but it counts for for very little right right and people are like oh there see as he says we can do damage but then they come out here and say you know when it comes to dungeons that our original plan was that healers should be able to hit the monsters without worrying about it too much right right um but as for raids they don't want to create instances where healers are forced to do damage you know all those anti-healer things are being like see cs says we don't have to do damage but uh, they do understand that some groups use this in their raid strategy and therefore have their members meld gear with accuracy. So uh, right now, apparently, it's something. It's an ongoing debate in the dev team uh, regarding the accuracy and what they want to do with it. So, so they're just flip-floppers. They don't want to take a side yet. Yeah, yeah, so I, they are really walking the tightrope on that they answer. They really are. Well, I mean, but they did say that our intention was that healers should be able to hit in dungeons, and we fucked that up. We will fix that. Like, they flat out said that. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, healers are missing even in dungeons, and that's just not Yeah, okay. I think they want healers to do damage, but they don't want to come right out and, like, agree with the one side here's the thing that i can't figure out why are they treating it like it's the first time they've heard of this issue right like has this <laughs> has this question not has this issue not been around since like 2.4 since the dawn of time uh, uh, seriously like why is it they it feels like they are just like well we don't really know like they're just kind of like putting their hands up like oh it's like oh it's an idea we haven't really thought about that you know it's just you talk about it right like it seems like they should be a little bit farther on in the process to be able to figure out if healer accuracy is something that they want to actually play a a uh constructive part of this game it almost seems to me like they themselves have disagreements on the dev team about whether or not it should be that way Mm -hmm. it doesn't sound like a unit why though why yeah. why that's my question why right well, is it one because of the two options the options is is either just fuck it you know just give them capped accuracy so they can hit but then maybe healer damage would actually be way higher than it should be at that point so maybe they're just trying to find like this sweet spot like you know what is acceptable for dungeons but not making them too overpowered for raids i mean I- it doesn't seem like it should be that hard to be like all right here's the accuracy cap for dungeons fucking give it to them but then they have that much more accuracy for raids so they can put more materia into damage. Yeah. Right. <sighs> I think they I think Square Enix is just really uncomfortable with the idea of a healer doing damage as as just a role. And they just they I then why do you they need to drop stance? it. They just need to drop it. Like 
But they, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm either they either just need to, yeah, like they either need to give healers the ability to do damage and then design fights so that he, healers have to pay attention to more healing and do less damage. They have to make, right. you know what I mean? Like that's that to me seems to be the natural adjustment. Make more damage going out and and, and healing more of the like you you wouldn't have the ability to put up numbers you know what i mean like you wouldn't have the ability to do damage at the time you wouldn't have the yeah because you're so focused on doing other things there's already been so many more healer checks in the most recent not even i agree i agree not even a healer check not like oh you need more heals per second because there's so much damage but come up with mechanics that actually require you to just pay more attention to it maybe buffs that like jump from thing to thing well no they've done i mean they've done that with uh you know with with a whole like i Mm -hmm. i'm t12 is one of those where they had a whole bunch of uh different status ailments although those were trading back and forth i mean there there's stuff like prey that healers have to get rid of and right. you know that you have to you know certain stuff that you have to heal through and uh you know and uh dispel and stuff like that but i you know it just it it seems like you you, it, it, this isn't a math problem; it's a mechanics problem. Right? It's a, yeah. it's a, it's a design issue. Well, you kind of saw it with like uh, in Void Arc when you had Kushalin when that was still new, like that uh, the massive uh, damage over time that would get put on all the players that forced the healers to focus so much more on healing. Right. So maybe you look at something like that with more mechanics with DOTs on the party. They kind of do that. I mean, in general, there are parts of raids where healers are not doing damage; they're just healing. But right. then there's a lot of parts where when the healing's a little bit less, the white mage will solo heal and the scholar will fall at dps and i actually think that's really cool and i like being able to have that strategy and honestly if they started making raids where healers could not do damage i would be very upset because the only reason i play healer is because i can do both it's well, not i not, guess some people might just have to be upset not saying not saying that they can't but that it's just more it's it's more difficult it takes it's more skill it takes more game. finesse to do it okay but now we're coming to a problem where if we just keep having mechanics that healers have to pay attention to then the already like the burden of healing is kind of a lot we also have to put like mechanics then, specifically i mean to i can tell you healers. right now in then, endgame th- raids healing is the hardest job to play no matter what then, like, then even if you're not dpsing okay then if we if we don't do that then square enix has got to get comfortable with healer dps maybe it's like one or the other like you've either got to it's there's either got to be more of a uh, you know what what about this why isn't it okay right now because healers are supposed to heal right if you want to go that extra mile in dps you're a healer so maybe dpsing should be fucking difficult what it's about not that? that? It's difficult. It's that you like you shouldn't. There's that's no part of di- yeah. No, that's part box. of it. Again, you're a healer, so missing every once in a while. Like like think about it in, in, in like an actual real world application. All right, medics probably don't have as high as a, a, a of a uh, firearm proficiency as snipers or people who are like you know on the front lines doing like the assault. Right. That's why they're medics. They excel at healing. So yeah, every once in a while they're gonna fucking miss because they should be paying attention to their comrades. Okay, but does that not make sense? Okay, I see what you're saying. However, the thing is, is a healer's DPS in terms of damage is already lower than an actual DPS. Their proficiency is in healing, and the damage they put out is less. It's just it's supplemental. Yeah. So basically, basically what everyone's complaining about is it's not high enough. How how high is too high then? How low is too low? 
too low is where you can't hit the fucking mob at all yeah ever <laughs> like like i mean just the thing is, is like i understand you say okay you try you miss okay but the thing is in end game raids where it's so so crucial that like your global cooldowns never go to waste and even wasting one global cooldown drops your dps drastically like if you're a healer and you have like eight seconds to dps so you switch to cleric stands you dps for eight seconds and every single move misses and then you switch back to healing that's a lot of wasted mp for zero damage going out in the boss and then you know what i guess that's just the chance you take or yeah you know what mel accuracy i guess it's one, well, it's one of those really disjointed things about being healer is se has to give you the dps mechanics so that you can do the leveling up and getting through the storyline where a lot of it's solo play but then they expect you to not use it when it comes to dungeons and yeah, raiding time that's DPS it's very disjointed yeah it's yeah it seems like you're right there is a bit of like uh cognitive dissonance there uh anyway all right let's uh let's move on uh there was a question asked about the uh summoner eggy glamour uh what's the status on uh glamours for summoner eggies after assessing the resources need to uh, make this happen we discovered that we needed an immense amount so we are planning to release them one patch at a time we're working towards implementing them uh from starting from patch 3.4 so please hang in there a bit longer. so they need more pylons I'm I'm very confused. I don't understand why this takes so many resources. Or well, I'm assuming it has to maybe do with like the moves that they're doing. Like if you're using Ifrit and use a certain move, but they have to glamour it to like it'll end up doing a different move if you're using a different Eggy glamour. Like it, it would require a lot of resources to like map it. Right. I assume that. this means they're doing all the particle effects are going. Those are all going to change. Like whenever the the Eggy does something, it's not just going to be like, oh, now Ifrit is using what your old Eggy uses. It's the same like effect. It's he's going to have like, a no. unique effect to him. I can't remember when they say Eggy glamours. Does that mean like letting us make them look like Carbuncle again? Like what else are they going to glamour them to? I think it's just to glamour the other Eggies. Which like to what? Like, what would I glamour them to? Like, Ramu. Yeah, you, you, if you're uh, using... So they yeah. would have to make whole... Okay, so that's probably part of it, too. They'd have to make whole new glamours with whole new, like, animations. Yeah. Yeah, that's what Presumably. I assume the... That's Presumably. what I assume is the big thing, is that they're having to make different animations for their abilities. I'm hope, yeah, I'm hoping it's just cooler than what I think it is. Because if it's, if it's just like, oh, I have Ifrit out, but I'd rather look like I have Garuda out, then that's stupid, and it really shouldn't take that many resources to do. Yeah, yeah. You know if, it, I mean? if it's literally just a reskin, that sucks. Yeah, that, that, that is not right, a hard thing to do. You could use like whatever Garuda's like dot move is, and then but like if you have Ifrit out, is they're gonna need to like figure out which move of Ifrit looks like that, or like reskin Ifrit's model so that it makes the same move that Garuda does. That could take some resources. I, I guess I, I don't know. It I just, think it's just the particle effects. I think that's the biggest think? hang up. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think, and maybe uh, like. I also, if people do glamour their eggies, though, I want to be able to mouse over it to see which eggie they really have out. Because if we're really supposed to be using Garuda and I see them using, like, the tank Carby, I'm going to make, I want to make sure that they're actually using it, the eggie they're would, supposed to be Plus, using. if, 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 if it's what, as easy as I originally assumed it was, which is just, well, make sure, just make the fucking Ifrit look like Garuda, be really disjointed to see Garuda throwing off fire moves. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Plus, you gotta keep in mind, for uh, presumably each eggie, there'd be three different sets of moves that you'd have to... You know, design moves for. Oh, so maybe yeah, they're they're so, designing analogs for like. Yeah, so you yeah. have a tank leviathan, uh, a range leviathan, and a melee leviathan. Yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe. And plus, come on, they're summoner eggies, so that's it's got to be really far down the totem pole. Of oh, priority. well, <laughs> I'm any, sure it is if it's taking this long. Anything with summoners in Final Fantasy, it doesn't. It's it's going to take a while. Hey, they had their time to shine in PvP. 
Not no longer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, there's a lot of great gun designs in the game, uh, but there are many occasions where machinists use Goss Barrel, but you can't really enjoy the original design. Can you implement a feature to hide the Goss Barrel? Uh, we standardized it into a single design so that it would not limit the freedom of guns designs. However, we are planning to implement a setting that will allow you to toggle this by a text command since there is a large demand for it. So it's going to well, be... What? They're what is the Gauss Barrel again? Patch. Um, it's that it's that sort of like ugly hook thing that uh, that goes on top of like your gun barrel. Yeah, and it, and it makes your stuff hit harder, but it uh, all of your moves cast. They have casting time. Oh, okay. So and it, it looks like, it's like what, it looks like what it does. It looks terrible, does, except it gives it an actual look. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. There's like a, yeah, a, there's an attachment that appears on your gun or whatever. It, yeah, exactly. I did not know that. Are yeah, you, it's you, pretty. It's pretty hideous most of the time. Are you guys really that zoomed in on your character that you can see? The no, I, I've never cared about this ever at all. Not, but not we, we've no like you've never cared about anything glamour related really ever. So. Not true. I mean, Nero cares outside of his about head. No, even that. The other day, he actually <laughs> asked Justa Juxta specifically to come tell him how his machinist glamour looks. He, mm-hmm. he actually spent time on it. Yeah, and he, uh, me he and cares a lot about glamour, but he doesn't care about changing his glamour. No. Yeah. yeah once I find a good one, I'm like, I'm yeah, set. Uh, yeah. Me and me and Kooky bought the uh, what was it the, the replica high Alagon uh, sabatons for you. Mm-hmm. For his glamour. Well, that's that's my Dark Knight glamour, yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. that's what I'm rocking right now. So uh, number four uh, talks about the mind party bonus. Now this was really actually surprised. I did not realize this was an interesting. Yeah, one. I didn't know about this either. But it says full parties that feature a scholar and astrologer don't have a mind party bonus. So there are times when there's added difficulty in healing. Do you have plans to change the party bonus for scholar or astrologer? And they said that it's uh, it's not difficult to change this. However, by changing this, we worry that some may think of this as a nerf. Our our view on this is that we should make the party bonus effective no matter what kind of healer combination is used but we would like to hear from the players to see if it would be all right to remove the piety bonus so please let us know on the forums we would like to consider changing this now Does okay that mean remove piety altogether as a bonus like in general I or feel just like, from astrologian i feel like an easy way around this would be because what it must be scholar and astrologian have a piety bonus and white mage right. is a mind bonus right yes. correct yes i think that they should make it to where if you have one healer in the party if it's a scholar astrologian then it's piety. And if it's a, a, a white mage, it's mind. Okay. And then the second healer, regardless of what they are, the other one? gives you this, the, 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 yeah, the second one. Hmm. That, that would be smart. <laughs> That's actually a good way to work around that. See, I did not realize that you didn't get a mind bonus uh, by having a scholar and astrologian. Yeah. I, and the thing is, and the worst part is that usually you never want to replace a scholar in an end game raid. You'll only replace the white mage and astrologian with each other. Hmm. And so that has been an issue in like endgame raids where like my old white mage was like, I really want to play Astrologian, but we don't get the mind bonus. I like, could see that. I, you know, it's you just know? not something that I would have ever considered. Maybe, so, maybe if people were focused on healing instead of doing DPS, <laughs> that extra mind wouldn't matter. <laughs> um, the mind is for healing. I know. So if you're not focused on DPS, you can heal better. Not without a mind bonus. No, oh my okay. god! Nika, instead never of mind. Never mind. What they need I think to do? I'm missing what you're stop, saying. Yeah, yeah. Stop explaining the joke, Jesus. <laughs> Moving forward, maybe they should just have, like, okay, Scholar and Astrologian, they're kind of analogs to the same thing. Make it so Astrologians aren't very good White Mage substitutes, and when they add Red Mage, make Red Mage and White Mage uh, analogs and have them both give the mind bonus, so that way you want either a White Mage and a Red Mage, and then you want either a Scholar or an Astrologian, and that way you still have your party bonus covered. But then you have to wait till they introduce Red Mage. But yeah, and who knows when that's going to be. Well, and who knows if it's going to be a healer. <clears throat> Nika, stop giving red mages hope. 
You're literally, <laughs> I think, the only magic one. DPS. We got a magic tank. Now we need our magic DPS. Shut up. Yeah, I'm actually with Nick on this. I don't think that oh, Red okay. Mage is going to be up. a healer. <laughs> Come on, really? <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. I think that if any game was going to change it up, this would be the game to do it. Yeah. yeah of course. What is going to be the I healer mean, then? Red Mage is always Blue Mage. Haha, no, just kidding. Dancer, maybe. Chemist. Dancer's not a bad guess. Like, there's always, always been, like, Red Mage is the jack of all trades. However, it's always streamlined into healer. Mm -hmm. let's, let's break the mold. I agree. Let's, Red Mage healer. Gonna have a lot of disappointed red mage, tell you what. Are you kidding me? No, My main job not. was red mage, and I absolutely want it to be a DPS. You know how many no, what, what red mage is, they're gonna be disappointed because they're still not gonna get what they want to get. Oh. Yeah. You're I would like to see a non magic based uh healer like chemist though. I'm not really sure how that would work, but yeah, I think it'd give cool. them guns. Oh wait. <laughs> yeah, there we go. A magic DPS as red mage and a dancer heals with TP instead of MP. Or maybe we just have the fucking blue mage be the magic DPS. Because that's what they do. They but do damage. Like, oh, blue mage would be terrible blue in this game. Spells, some of them are physical, some of them are magical. It that's would not be as blue. fun as yeah. Yeah. I don't ever want to see blue mage in this game because they will not be what you want it I to be. It will, yeah, it won't be. It won't be, like it, it won't be what anyone wants it to be because yes. it'll just be another job like normal. Yeah. It won't be this this special outlier that it was in FF11. Yeah, that's why it everyone. Was really something. That's why people liked it in FF11 yeah. is because there was nothing else like it yep. in any other MMO. There was nothing else like it in FF11. And the cool thing about ff11 is that they did that a lot there were a lot of jobs that were just sort of like kind of like th these jobs that would just like hung out on the peripheries of that game but were huge successes and they they cannot do that here like puppet master unless if they didn't they weren't afraid of giving blue mage ability bloat you could give blue mage different modes where like if you use the tank moves you can queue up as a tank of the blue mage or you can use dps moves and queue a blue mage as a dps right but yes. but you realize like you realize if they added blue mage into this game it would only be blue mage in name and narrative only yeah. that you wouldn't actually be going out and learning moves from mobs you would be going out and doing a series of tasks and they could make that you know more <laughs> or less engaging but it's no it's no more or less what you're already yeah. doing you'd with go, any other job quest you'd go hunt a more ball and get bad breath exactly yep yeah that's exactly it and 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 that's not what people want when they when they want when whenever i hear somebody ask for blue mage and i don't know maybe i'm a little bit uh 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 biased because i hear it so much from Scuro, but whenever <laughs> i hear anyone ask for blue mage they're like yeah i want to go out and learn spells and all and i'm like that's just never gonna fucking no, happen no, never gonna happen game. in 14 never gonna so fucking thankful happen he's never brought that up to me before <laughs> never. because in 11 where that was the thing you also had to farm mobs for magic scrolls or buy them on the auction house or do special quests like that isn't a thing in this game like yeah. everyone else gets their spells from quests so would blue mage yep i never played blue mage and i still think it was a great idea like being able to choose what spells you have that then affected what traits you got yeah oh, yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, it was really never it was a lot of cool ideas in 11 and that yep. would never translate into 14 no no speaking of a cool idea someone knows how to fix the parry stat let's take a look would it be possible to add some kind of effect to the parry stat on tank armor so we can actually see it with our eyes like that's going to change it <laughs> no i think it also means that we notice it because their response is really good like they say that they're aware there's a lot of feedback that deciding what stat to focus on a melding materia parry doesn't really increase the rate of damage mitigation and the effect of adding more parry is only moderately boosted which has been our complaint forever so it's preferable for everyone to just increase their debt or probably crit um they said we feel that large-scale adjustments are necessary to parry and we are looking into doing this in either patch 3.4 when the item level increases or in 4.0 
Well, that's uh, good at least. Yeah, I, and they've needed to do something with Perry because it's been one of these. Perry blows. It really is. It's not a good stat. There's no reason to stack it. I mean, you don't even. It's not even a thing that gives you diminishing returns. It's you straight up do not see uh, your you return is already diminished. <laughs> yeah, you, you're just you're wasting the stat slot. Right. I mean, if if it happens to proc, then you can kind of see it a little bit. Right. But I, really. I notice it when I proc, proc or I parry like some physical tank busters and stuff. Like I do see that, but it doesn't. It does, it's like twenty percent or something. But it doesn't increase your parry rate. It just it increases. Does. It decreases the mitigation. Uh, the 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 damage mitigation right. when you do parry. Yeah, and, and right. it's, it's weird because like even even if you add a whole bunch more parry, it really doesn't like yeah, it doesn't like do anything. See, I feel like parry should increase your rate and like your defense should determine how much or maybe fuck maybe your attack since you're pairing with your weapon should affect how much you actually I agree. Is yeah. the shield block the same way too though? Like when you shield block is exactly like I mean there's no shield block stat. See, but which I I think makes what, it different, but I think what they wanted to avoid was people stacking parry so literally every attack is parried. Well, that was, that's the thing is like you come from eleven where parry was a brokenly powerful stat. That's right, and uh, you come into fourteen. You just sit there and you just see your hands going crazy. Like, parry, yeah, parry, well, literally parry, in that, parry. if you parried something, no damage. That attack effectively is null against you, and that was a hard thing to transfer over to fourteen because the only time you would really care about actually like just stopping attack flat out would be the big uh, the big moves that the enemy does in the raid. It wouldn't be its regular attacks that you care about, but you can't have a tank able to just cancel out a tank buster. Because if you can do that, all you're going to do is stack parry. Well, I'm sure they could find ways around that. Like, either making it so that big attacks like that, you know, uh, ignore parry, or maybe when you parry big attacks, uh, uh, it doesn't have as steep of a penalty on that attack as it would on a normal attack. Yeah. Uh, So, all right. Um, It it would be nice to see the uh, parry stat be... A little bit more utilized. More attractive. Yeah. Slap a dress on where, it. Where I think the parry stat actually works out well is like if you can find a way to put it on some DPS and let that be their form of like mitigating a little bit of damage and not getting beaten up so badly. Right. Meh. Uh, so uh, there was a question in here about uh, cross-world raid finder. Uh, since the introduction of Alexander Gordia Savage, the number of parties uh, for it in Party Finder seemed to vary greatly depending on the world. Do you have plans to make it possible to recruit members across other worlds? And uh, the answer that was given is that uh, there have been many players who transferred to other worlds in order to clear Alexander Gordia Savage. We're aware that there's a difference in the amount of Party Finders available for raiding depending on the world with that said we're currently developing a raid finder the system is similar to duty finder and it would only apply to the newest raid content players will be able to make fine adjustments such as the reason for the raid whether or not it's a practice or for clearing Uh, we're also planning to put in checks to see if the player has the achievement to prove that they have completed the content we're currently aiming to introduce this feature in patch 3.3 we're also developing a part finder that works cross world and we would like to follow up on that progress at uh, a later time uh, we're going to first implement the raid finder that's pretty exciting to know that raid finders coming in 3.3 mm-hmm. yeah okay um, now they say it's gonna work similar to duty finder so are you going to just it looks like you pick a raid you queue up for it and you get matched with people however you can select if it's a learning party a clear party or a farm party right and clear that's party look, like. clear and farm parties probably look like they or no farm parties would require you have the achievement right it says there unlocked. is a check to see if you have the achievement yes. so I'm assuming yep. if you check farm party then it has to say I've already cleared this before I would yep. assume so yeah yeah, yeah. Th- and you know what 
That makes sense. I think yeah. that that's pretty cool. I mean, dumping you in, you know, dumping you in with randos is uh, not the worst thing. The big question for me is that will you be able to queue up with multiple people? Are you going to? Oh, I hope so. If you're, are you able to queue up with like two or three people, or is it going to be solo queue only? Because I have a sneaking suspicion that this is going to start as solo queue. solo queue only. Mm-hmm. Really? Why yeah. though? That'd be so Why because that? Square Enix. Because Square Enix. I, I, yeah. I agree, but especially like, what like logic is there to that? There's no logic because say I'm like in my static and we have cleared it and we're farming it and we are someone's gone for the night and I have seven of us and we just need to pug one person but no one's answering our party finder. Party finder. Just queue up. Queue up and raid finder one person instant go boom yeah I, well makes let's sense to me let's hope it's too, that's because it, that's too easy for squaring <laughs> the uh the okay, thing so the thing that I'm, I'm not i'm not even trying to be a dick like they really do overcomplicate things like this they yeah. always do start it off solo queue which uh, makes no sense yeah they really do i mean it, it, I, but i think they didn't think about part they didn't like have the means or the resources to implement party party roulettes now and whatever but now that they do who's to say that going forward they won't Add party queue right away. It's true. Now that you can like duty find like duty finder all the roulettes as as but groups, that, maybe this time they'll you, just start you can't that way. argue that that's because they didn't have the resources because you could queue as a party for half of them and then not queue for a party as the other half. Completely yeah. arbitrarily too. Yeah. It didn't seem like that was a system limitation. That was just an arbitrary decision that we don't want full parties to go and queue mm. for leveling. Dungeons. Which was the stupidest shit. It really was. I mean, there w- there is literally no system side. Uh, you know, there's like, not even any logical reason. No, it, we don't want these people are all, all planning to level up together. We don't want them to be able to to queue for a do for a. Well, okay, no, no, no. Hold on. There's logic for reasons to not have you be able to queue up in uh, leveling because they want people to go into the leveling roulette and help the queue times for that. And if you can just queue up as a party. Then that's kind of taking people out yeah, that of the one system. Made sense. That okay, makes that, sense that, that, that makes sense. Yeah, well, sure. then why would they change it now? Because I guess they feel like the amount of people in the leveling roulette solo is adequate now. And I think, well, new pl- new players to the game are less and less. You know, also now that there's a mentor roulette men- to you, help the newer players. That ah, way. Nika, that's a good one. the uh, The question that I have, though, so let's say they they, they implement this uh, this raid finder and stuff. All right, this has sort of eliminated the reason for people to hop servers where their rating community is maybe dead but how do you now get people to start dispersing back to the servers <laughs> i don't know but it, Offer- this does eliminate <laughs> yeah on, on the, that's a you know what that's actually a great question Carlo. on the servers where party finders already dead is this ever gonna this is just gonna I kill mean, party finder further obviously you could offer Free server transfers to servers that need it, but yes. what's your incentive to go there? Mm. I mean, if I'm on Gilgamesh right now, where there's like you know ten to fifteen clear parties up a day, even though they're offering a free transfer to fucking Cactar, why would I go? Maybe a better economy. Make Gil friends, friends. That's really kind of the only compelling I mean, that, social that, aspect. That would hopefully, compel newer players to pick more spread out servers because if they can party finder across any server a newer player it won't really matter where they start out yeah. well i think that's gonna end up being the uh the the bigger concern there or the bigger question anyway yeah i i you know it's new players coming in or coming back at 4.0 might be what helps stabilize it a little bit server but... shuffle <laughs> you wake up one day and everyone's been reassigned to a server oh god no please no <laughs> i don't know i kicked out of my free company that's weird I just... wait why am i in this server I just don't know, man. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 I think it's a good decision because you'll see yeah, it is. less people 
hopping servers you know we uh, we identified on the last episode I mean there's just a ton of people right, that are going like to Gilgamesh right now Gordius has already kind of killed I feel like until until Gordius until Savage 3 people were fairly content with their statics on their server but so many people jump servers at that that it's like the damage is already done yeah, so while the- this might prevent any damage going forward what do we do you think, you think that's just damage control at this point yeah it feels like a stem the bleeding kind of thing yeah <sighs> It's like it'll stop people from jumping from here on out. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm but, not but, sure that you can fix what's already been done. Right. We still have to find a way to build an arc reactor to keep the shrapnel from getting to the heart. How like how are they gonna undo that damage? The the only thing I can see is offering like like in, in, in previous MMOs when you have places that are overpopulated and places that are underpopulated, you offer free server transfers like you log in and there'll be a message that says it's not just server transfers to blah 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 but that's not giving actually giving incentive to go there in 11 when like like remora and a couple other servers that came up that were new they're like if you want to transfer to this brand new server we just made it's free at the time the incentive for people to go there the incentive Uh, at the time was an economy that mattered no the incentive at the time is that you couldn't move servers at all on ff11 those were the those (laughs) two Uh, those two those two servers opened up at a time before they introduced server transfers Transfers. So, if so, you wanted to get the fuck out, if you wanted to get the fuck off that. your server, that was that was your opportunity. Not even that, because of the nature of Endgame, a new server with nobody on it means <laughs> was less it, competition was for drops. Oh, yeah. that's true. H&M. That's actually that's what I mean. Yeah. But also, like with a brand new economy to start, like if you were someone who had a lot of items and stuff or a lot of guild to go over, you ruled the economy over there. You know, actually, but with the strict guild transfer uh, uh, rates that they have nowadays, you couldn't like you couldn't do it no, now. No, yeah. no, but no. But if it, they do, if they were trying to bounce servers that might be something that you look into hey we will lift the cap on that sort of thing as you transfer if you go to this server dude i forgot about link shells transferring servers because another link shell would not let them get drops or yeah. or fight or do yep. shit yep. Yep. i forgot about that 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 and that that happened a lot and you want Final Fantasy 11 style and game back? No, no, no. <laughs> no, I would just. No one's I, asking for H and M's to come back. Yeah, no, no one has ever asked for FF 11 style stuff to come back. Well, or well, FF 11 specifically to come back. But what it is is it, it, it's like take some influences, take some, uh, you know, take some uh, keys from what you did well from there, what people liked out of it, because it wasn't. A blanketly a bad game like there was a lot in there that kept people playing kept people logging in long beyond when they rationally should have right and if <laughs> I you love your choice of words if, <laughs> that, that, was, that was a very good choice of words and if you and if you if you make some of the same choices in the way that you present your con uh, your content in ff14 that's really just a, a a lot of my complaints are the way that they choose to present and unroll the content and in some ways it's better than 11 and in some ways it's not as good as 11 and i'd like to see them just take more cues from what worked about 11 not take the shit that didn't work and and i i i totally accept that that's that's highly subjective but i think that it's hard right now to look at ff14 and go here's what they took from ff11 it's easier to look at it and go here's what they took from wow yeah it is Mm-hmm. And speaking of wow, we have Joe Never on the line. Wow, Whoa! he's great. What up, Joe? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> what's up, guys? Happy Easter, everybody. Hey, hey Joe. Easter. Hey, happy Easter. What's up, Joe? How's he, how you doing, man? Chill, man. I uh, had a little bit of free time. I wanted to give you guys a call. Say what's up. Right on, right on. Well, thanks for calling in. So uh, we haven't talked to you since the feast actually was officially put out. Uh, yes. we've, we've had, what, two weeks of it now? Two weeks. Yeah. Um, uh, 
I, I haven't talked to you guys since uh, since you lost power during Pax South. That's yes. right. That's right. Yes. Can now, we check our backup generator? Yeah. Now, now I'm now I'm nervous. I'm I'm nervous about the power lines. Anyway, it's all bad. Oh no. Uh, so, uh, Joe, what do you think about the feast now that uh, we have our hands on it? Um, I'm actually loving it, man. I I'm having a great time uh, queuing up for the feast on both my characters. I'm having an absolute ball. Um, I'm really enjoying it. It's a little bit of a different change of pace than than the fold right now. The, the wolves then used to be, and it's a lot more skill, I think, than uh, uh, than playing frontline. So I'm I'm having a great time. I uh, I talked to you actually a few days ago on uh, on one of my late night streamings, and you mentioned you're getting like upwards of like seven to nine kills per feast match. Wow. Nah, no, I'm not that high. I'm getting between like I'm I'm averaging. Uh, I'm I'm like guaranteeing four at least, but I'm 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 getting between four and seven, seven That's to nine. Still nine, a nine, lot. Nine, I got one match, but that wasn't that was a, a really weird one. So, wow! So he's dominating basically. That's I think my best seven too. I'm, I'm, I don't want to portray anything along the lines of the fact that I'm dominating. I'm floundering in between uh, the cancer queue that is bronze rank. Well, okay, right but <laughs> but when you're taking in scrubs like Samus Rageborn, you can only do so much, man. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> um. No, that, that was actually really fun. I, my first six uh, team matches were queuing up with Samus, and we won every single one of them, which was awesome. Samus had never like really jumped into PvP before like at all. And we were still able to pull off uh, the W six times. Like it was, a re- it was like really good. We were able to use communication and like intelligence as like like tactical players, which was very fun. That's cool uh, to get the medals back from the other team. That's cool, man. So, um, for those that maybe haven't tried the feast, or for those that have uh, maybe tried, they haven't tried the ranked matches, or they're just you know they've they did the queue on the first day, and then they were like, oh, okay, it's just PvP, whatever. Um, can you try to explain the meta game of exactly what's going on when uh, when you queue into the feast? I can I can do a really a really rough. Like yeah, just really, do like really a T- like a TLDR yeah. of like yeah. yeah. So. So basically, uh, real quick before I get into this, uh, Scalia, grats on your fundraising stream. Oh, thank uh, you. A couple weeks ago, dude. Don't acknowledge him. No, Joe, I actually want to say thank you to you, too. Since I put you in as coach of my team, we haven't lost a game. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Out of Put-y two. Coach. Out of three. You know what? I actually feel kind of bad now because that's about to change this week. Oh, well, we'll see about that. Oh, no, okay. I thought Anyway, Joe never fails. Anyway, the um, uh, the way that the, ke- the feast works is it's a 4v4 matchup between one tank, one healer, a melee DPS, and a ranged DPS. And instead of it being the old, like the old way in terms of the fold in the 4v4 in level 50, at level 60, every single one of your players gets 100 medals. And the goal of the game is to either take all of the team's medals, which is whoever gets 600 medals first wins, um, or uh, to have the most medals at the end of a certain period of time. Uh, it's 10 minutes right now. It's going to be changing to eight minutes uh, in one of the next DVD patches. Yeah. So uh, you're going out. As soon as you get out, you find the, the feast area. You jump into this uh, little bit of a lowered square, and there's a offensive buff box and a defensive buff box on the left and the right-hand side of, like, your holding pen. And then there's a large center circle where, like, lots of the damage and lots of the battle goes down. Um, it's a strategy based off of where you're going to send your damage, how you're going to mitigate that damage, how you're going to control other people, uh, how you're going to uh, uh, convey those messages to your team if you're queuing solo or if you're queuing as a team uh, in order to, as quickly as possible, defeat the other team, take their medals, and uh, secure a victory. Now, who That's are you looking... The, the, who, I mean, which role are you looking to place medals on? 
part of uh, which one are you looking to place medals on? Yeah, who's who's going to be who's going to be yeah. responsible for picking up those medals off the field? So the way that the medals work is anyone on your team can pick up medals, mm-hmm. but the detriment to holding those medals is that you're going to receive what's called a heavy metal stack, and that's going to increase the damage that you take. So it needs to be communicated and strategically placed on a certain member of your team. For example, if you have a defensive buff, you can probably take a stack of medals. Um, if you're a tank, you can survive with several stacks of medals. Right. Additionally, if you're a healer, certain healers, um, like this is like the, the the most OP strat there is, bro. OP strats, dog. Uh, a healer can take a, st- uh, a stack and still heal through uh, for a certain period of time. So a healer could grab a stack at the end and the other team would be like, oh, look, the healer's got stacks, but still have a benediction, still have an attunement, still have uh, a sacred prism, still nice. have, you know, a region and Medica 2 set up on it already to be popped with a divine seal, like whatever. Uh, and they know that they could just heal themselves through it and take all of the, the offensive focus from the other team and completely nullify it. Um, so there's, there is a, uh, a, there are, there's another level of <laughs> the next level strat that, uh, of, uh, how you're going to hold on to the medals on your own on your own team? Right, right, uh, yeah, and uh, it's uh, it's a different meta from anything else. Oh, it's a it very different. Is. It's a very different feel, very different pace from anything else like Frontlines. Uh, I mean, yeah. obviously, Frontlines is uh, way bigger. Seal Rock way bigger. Not even in FF11, but even all the other MMOs that I've played, like this takes it to another level from just like the straight up 5v5, 3v5, you know, 2v2 from like WoW, for example. Like they, they have, they've actually done a really good job of putting some really deep uh, strategy into this. Yeah. There's, it almost to me feels like when they designed the feast they wanted to take like okay what could be one day broadcast as an esports type thing and can we make yeah. an esports type thing in our game and they kind of have yeah it's it's like the, what they have now is maybe a few more patches of fleshing out away from being viable uh, yeah a- absolutely now joe what have you seen in terms of a community response uh, i know that you know you uh you guys uh uh you host fight nights uh pvp nights yeah. and uh cool. you know there's there's actually even been uh some official uh support for trying to get people into pvp there's uh that the, the duty commenced uh is doing yeah. um uh, what is it called uh now i forget what it's what the actual event is called uh, it's called duty commence. Uh, well, it's not duty commence. It's uh, calling time. Yeah, um, calling yeah, time. That's it. Thank time. you. Thank you, yeah. Joe. Yeah, no they they're, they they've done. They're going to do their second one. Their second calling time. So yeah, what what have you found uh, in terms of uh, the the community response for this? Well, what's what's awesome, and just to preface this, is that like I'm, I'm sure some people who are listening know like there has been a pvp community in this game there is a pvp community in this game and there always will be a pvp community in this game in north america in europe and in uh in japan so having having said that uh, the community around pvp has been preparing has been uh, uh strategically having meetings like i'm not even joking around and uh like really setting up and uh uh adjusting to what the feast is and how, how we play the feast. Um, I, I, it's really awesome to be able to be a part of that myself. Like for the last, me personally, for the last over two years, I've been talking about PVP mm-hmm. and raising people's PVP awareness, starting from fan fest. You know what I mean? Like I, I do my absolute best to get people involved and give them the information they need and everything like that through my broadcast. Um, there are certain players that have, 
been doing this on a completely new level, which is uh, Nikosa and uh, Pochi of Gilgamesh. They both run FFXIV, uh, FFXIV PVP and PVP Reborn. Uh, two websites, one which is like a community and the second is uh, like analytics based off of PVP. FFXIV mm-hmm. PVP is like absolutely insane if you're looking to track your stats, right. like actual damage dealt and things like that. It's really, really incredible and in-depth. The Before the feast came out, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of a background, which is awesome. The PVP in North, the PVP community in North America held a like pretty much a secret conference. And I'm not joking around about this. Like this is a fucking secret legit. quorum, I, if you will. Yes, and um, I was I was very grateful to be and honored to be invited to this. And I started listening. I was actually reading while it was going on because it was doing the exact same. It was the exact same time. So I stopped talking. And I brought, I'm broadcasting my raid. And I've got one ear in TeamSpeak, the PvP conference, and one ear in TeamSpeak, my raid, and I'm kicking ass in, a, uh, in Alexander, which is like really, really fun for me. <laughs> I, uh, I'm, I'm listening. I was, I was actually trying out for my static, which was nuts. That's how I got into my static, which is really <laughs> fucking crazy. But I, I'm listening, and I, I start listening, and I start hearing T-Pan talking. If anybody uh, knows T-Pan, uh, or has heard the name T-Pan, or sees the name T-Pan, T-Pan Beast in Twitch, um, He's an absolute god when it comes to PvP. Like, mm-hmm. like completely out of his mind. Like, knows every single thing. He's a fantastic strategist. Uh, he can catalyze players. Like, get people to work together really well. He's a very, very strong leader. And I started listening to him talk. And immediately, I was like, I need to be a part of this in a bigger way. Like, I need to be involved more with this guy and like, like learn from him in some way, shape, or form. Like, just just because I, he was he was like. He's just awesome. He's a so, what what went on in this secret PvP meeting? So he's he's talking about um, basically how we're going to frame the feast, uh, what what it would be ideally to uh, set yourself up for the feast, how they were going to do trials, how in his FC on Gilgamesh people were going to be ranked uh, from uh, like from a green pea to a. a uh, a veteran, things like that. How the uh, the the stats were going to be delved out. It's a hundred percent PVP static. So after after talking and after listening to the to the PVP conference and like getting to know some players, I know a lot of them from like playing matches and things like that. I reached out to T and I reached out to Nikosa and I said like the knowledge and the information from this conference is so specific and so niche. Like there has to be some type of way that we can get in touch with Square Enix and share information from the PvP development side to the PvP community and from the PvP community back to the developer side because I don't think that there's any greater way in the game for the for PvP to be tested than in the hands of the players that have the most experience doing it. Uh-huh. You know no, I, I mean? agree. Like, I, the, the, and and it, Square Enix has no environment to test that stuff in. Correct. It's, a, it's the same analogy that I made. I, I talked about it yesterday. The same analogy that I made that that is made between their scaling, their practice that they did in the pacing of A3 with invincible characters that couldn't die with maximum level gear. You know what I right. mean? Like, right. oh, this seems fun. No, oh, this seems fun. Let's throw it out into the community. <laughs> and then you see the reaction that came out from that. Like, there's just not enough time to test it. There's not enough time yeah, to Yeah, and, and in fact, when you think about it, uh, a lot of other uh, MMOs like uh, Guild Wars, World of Warcraft, they actually put the patch out ahead of time on test servers. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. FF's never done that. They just do their own thing with their devs and toss it out there. Yeah. And I yeah. really hate and, test servers. Go ahead. And th- that's, that's what, honestly, like, that's what I thought 
this is another topic to branch out, but like that would be a great way to test new PVP on a PVP open world server. Right. I'm just saying. Right. I'm just saying. Yeah, no. Uh, but it, it, Joe, we could uh, do. I could sit here and talk to you all day uh, about, about this stuff. And we've got we do. We've got uh, a ton more to cover here from uh, from uh, the the producer live letter. Uh, but real quick, real real quick, before we let you go, uh, you know, we know that you're uh, a big raider as well. What do you feel about the uh, cross world raid finder? Uh, believe it or not, Zeno Zeno actually told me that was going to be a real thing in 3.2. So I was like, yeah, looking forward to it. And um, for me, you guys know, like I, I have a static. We just cleared A6 this week. So I, I'm like really, really happy to be progressing with the static. It's tough because it's something that the game needs for mm-hmm. players that don't have a static or don't have a set gaming schedule. Right. So it, it definitely needs to happen to help those players. Uh, I, I just, I want to see it cross cross server you know that's the biggest thing i don't want to see it implemented on your own server right that just eliminates the actual need for like reaching out and communicating to somebody and having a conversation it's just like you know let me sit in this duty finder and just wait for this thing to pop you know what i mean so yeah I, I i think that the actual communication between players in this game is something that's like really uh undervalued like going out and talk, like pming somebody and saying hey my name is joe i'm an extra goon uh, i can do good dps and i think you guys should try me out as opposed to like hey like blah, 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 like just sitting back and waiting for people to ask you to become part of a raid, you know, like <laughs> being assertive and which isn't going to fucking happen. Right. Well, right. Well, well it, but, I don't want to. And that's, yeah, and that's, that's, that's really, that's, you know, that's really kind of the thing is that, uh, you don't really have to talk to many people to play this game. If you want to play this game and talk to nobody, you yeah. can do that. Um, yeah. you, you know, you don't need to communicate with anyone to uh, request for anything. You just queue up and go in and do it, and you're done. Mm-hmm. Um, if that's the way that you want to play the game, I yes. can't play the game like that. Yeah, no, yeah. that's and 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 that's it, it's it's weird. Because FF11 had none of that. Oh, gosh. You know what I mean? (laughs) So, uh, anyway, thank you so much, Joe, for uh, giving us a call here today. Uh, You can check him out at uh, twitch.tv slash Joe Never Fails. And also to make sure you uh, check out his YouTube YouTube page as well. Uh, In fact, I had actually just watched the video where the GM sent you to GM jail. Hell yeah, dude. I don't know if that video still exists anymore, believe it or not. Oh really? Uh, it's it, it probably a time-sensitive moment in time, but uh, yeah, just, I, I love getting a chance to come in and say what's up. And like, bottom line, like, long story short, um, from the second PVP conference we had last week, we ended up making like pages and pages and pages of notes that we were able to. I was able to connect to Square Enix and the dev team that ended up going straight to Yoshi P and the dev. Wow. So nice. uh, we actually have like a really, really good communication opening up with Square Enix, which is something that's like really unheard of in, in, in terms of Square Enix and also specifically yeah. Square Enix like, yeah yeah no, yeah, yeah like for Square sure. Enix is very behind the ball when it comes to stuff like that but like to see them getting this active and this excited about feedback and about you know changing the game and being able to be open to changes right is like really exciting to see for the future yeah but, yeah, like you know, I could talk about PvP all day. You're right. We, we, you know, we've mentioned before in the show how you know we're kind of past the point where where new players are really in droves being brought in, right? And they should focus on just supporting the players that are here. But if they can get a really strong, you know, uh, a lot of strong momentum behind this PvP thing, and if it is established <laughs> yeah, as a possible esports with how unique it is, like if it gets big, there's a way to bring new people in. Mm, yeah, hundred percent. And it, it comes it comes from working on other games honestly and like it comes from a hard sell like it has to be sold to other players like people have to get excited about it 
and they're not going to get excited about it unless they watch something exciting. And yeah. still, yeah. at the same time, like for me, I it's frustrating as a PVP a member of the PVP community because we've been asking people to play PVP for months. You know, I've been doing uh, Friday night fights in my broadcast for like six months, asking people to get excited and learn PVP. So now, like for the current PVP community, that's like kind of frustrated with the amount of new players that are coming in that don't know <laughs> to the amount of people that do know it's like why haven't you been practicing for the last six months if you plan on playing the feast you yeah. know what I mean? like why are you not getting involved in the fold months ago well we it's definitely helping, uh you know I mean? like definitely a lot of excitement going forward joe and uh if, if anyone absolutely. hasn't dear god just go over and follow joe because his uh, his stream is never a dull fucking moment that's right yes twitch.tv slash joe never fails joe thank you for calling us today i love you guys i love y'all take it easy man have a great night i love you the most how how weird is it that like so two things you never really think about with se mmos is good pvp and um all right fine whatever move on next question (laughs) well finish your thought oh my god in the middle of the thought uh, do you not is this your first fucking time dude is this your first fucking time doing this show it was gonna turn into like five more minutes of talk so let's just move on this is no if if, i love flaming lamers yeah whatever i don't care you're fired get the fuck out of here oh my (laughs) god go home wrap it up god oh hey hey (laughs) <laughs> oh, sorry. I wasn't being mean. Sorry, I was just fired. <laughs> oh my god! Pick up some pizza. Dick. <laughs> All right, so uh, quick Midas Savage clear rate. I'm butthurt, man. Uh, they're asking, was the pace in which Alexander Midas Savage was cleared quicker than the development god team damn had it. anticipated? Get, no, seriously, get the fuck back in here. Finish your fucking thought. This is this is the worst thing that you can do to a radio show. I hope you know. I'm sure there's something that's worse. There's going to be like a 60-minute delay before he hears that. Uh Uh-oh, what's going on? He's going to get him. All right, so I had uh, actually a pretty funny uh, story this today. Why don't we... In relation to PvP? No, it has nothing to do with PvP. No. We can can continue the show without them. We don't need them. They're back. No, we're good. What? How already started are you th- are, No, I'm, 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 no, no, no. Now I'm actually legitimately pissed, dude. Okay, so because, because, do you, do you not know how hand signals work? I was, yeah, I was trying to speed Holy up by what I was saying. Shit. You're going faster. I'm like, well, Jesus. Holy All right. shit! All right, good lord. I was just trying to say two things. Se has never been good about in Final ruin Fantasy MMOs. This show. Just ruin it. Oh, okay. Then I guess just pout. Two things they've never been good about in MMOs is PvP and open lines of communication with feedback. And it's just really weird that suddenly these are the two things that are coming together and that's what they're fucking taking good feedback about and actually caring what the community has to say. It is very, very odd to see those two things come together at the same time in an SE MMO. Agreed. You know how that works? You make the point... And then nobody continues to talk about it and we move on to the next thing. I'm glad that we've had this little educational moment in broadcasting here today. Did it have to come to a screeching halt to do this, though? At least it wasn't with Nika, so then it took a half an hour to get her back. Holy shit. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. I'm not entirely sure the where you're trying wow. to Wow. I'm just digging at you. For being slow or for being on Skype? I don't know. Jesus, this is actually almost depressing. You're a jerk. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. So, right, number seven. Are you, really? Are you, are you, quick, are you, are you, quick savage uh, clear rates. 
Was there a pace in which uh, Alexander Midas you, Savage... Uh, <laughs> you already messed up that question. <laughs> yes, they asked about the Midas Savage clear. I mean, really, there was a big change going from Gordius into Midas. You know, we knew that there was a lot of people who complained about the DPS checks in the last one. So going forward, we knew that this was going to be eased in some way. So it's really not a big surprise that one of the questions would be how they felt about the, the clear rate. Uh, the question was... with. Uh, was the pace with which Alexander Midas Savage was cleared quicker than de the development team had anticipated, or was it slower? They say they feel like the actual difficulty really jumped up quite a bit in the second area. So, uh, in regards to competing for World First, uh, they cleared it according to what their expectations were. So, all, all four of them have been cleared then? Yes, they have. Oh, wow. Within okay. two weeks, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, geez. That was fast, actually. Uh, they said, compared to Gordius, we eased up the DPS check from Midas, and due to the fact that groups are challenging this raid with a low item level, there are many people melding materia in order to boost their DPS. However, the health checks from Midas were severe, so melding grade 5 would be a safe bet. Uh, they said that they're aware that everyone's having difficulties with the Cuff of the Sun, and uh, were concerned about the difficulty between the Cuff of the Sun, Savage, and the Arm of the Sun, Savage. Uh, the Cup of the Sun has four bosses you have to fight in a row, but it's likely that the increase in difficulty for this is because each of those bosses has their own mechanics and damage they deal is high. Uh, well, I can't make any promises at the moment. We're uh, currently looking into adjusting the damage of the Cup of the Sun. Um, so, quick question. I mean, I'm pretty sure I know the answer, but I just, I just want to clarify. Uh, when you fight the four robots independently in Savage Mode, if you die, you start over, right? <sighs> Uh, Nico, resident, resident. I haven't Raider? been into that one yet. We've only been into A five. I think someone in the chat answer. Yeah, I, I think that's what it is. And and here's what I've always thought. Okay, like that doesn't really add any difficulty to the actual fights. Right. It, it adds like a sense of urgency because I think there's also a time limit, but there's no actually actual difficulty behind that. So all I feel like when I heard that was wow, what a dick move right that, well that was kind of what it felt like going through just like the normal version of it. I was like i hope if we screw up this last one we don't have to go back to the very right, beginning right of it. okay yeah. so the chat is saying you do start over so yeah. in normal mode you don't you start from whichever one you like yeah yeah, okay. yeah. savage mode you have to start from the. i kind of like that because the difficulty then uh, there is no like, difficulty no, to there that. is because you have to maintain your focus through those four fights it's not like okay i lost so i go back to the beginning of this fight and we go again now you have to maintain focus through four straight uh, fights on a fight that's timed that's the same way that i feel when you wipe to brute justice in the last phase and then you you have to put up with Ryuichi's tanking through two different Jesus. fucking phases again. Yeah. It's just like a complete complete annihilation of your motivation to go on. It's I terrible. feel like it is. Like if you get to the final boss there's four bosses so when you get to the final boss and you get to him you wipe you know the whole wipe at one percent the thing is, is that you probably had three other wipes at one percent up until that point and right. not, so not you, to mention wipe the wipes on the other ones start all over again i'm gonna be so sad but like, isn't yeah. that kind of the idea behind that like they say that fight's supposed to be the gauntlet isn't that kind of the idea is like you have to get all the way through it right but at what point is it like to the point where it's like a challenging punch to the gut and it's like a punch to the gut you know that's on the same level as dark souls you know like that's the reason why it's so hard for me to go into brute justice because if we wipe on that last phase i am not gonna want to run it again mm. felt the same way with uh the 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 fourth fight in alexander uh gordius as well 
Fair enough. Yep. Uh, there are also a company, uh, there's some accompanying changes in patch 3.2 for the fate respawn times on the Realm Reborn uh, Beast Tribes. It says that this time has been reduced for those fates related to the Beast Tribe daily quests. However, the spawn timing for What a Bore and Quenching the Flames seem to be longer than others. Still? Yep. So still. please reduce the spawn time for these fates. I was just about to say, you know what? Maybe I can actually start doing those fates now, but nope. Fuck that. Uh, the dev team is aware of this and we require some time to make the adjustments. And the Please worst part is they lowered longer. the clear time for what a bore. So it's like instead of 15 minutes to clear it, you only have 10 minutes. And not that it didn't last more than, you know, like a minute in the first place. But now, like if you happen to catch it when it's at the end of its timer, it's even less time now. Uh, and quick question about those two. Wasn't the increased rate in those some type of like weird bug or unintended change? Because they used to spawn relatively quickly, didn't they? Yeah, I think they actually increased it before, but I think they're increasing it again. Is yeah, what they well, want to in, do? In, well, yeah, because in three point two, basically, when they when they the relic came out and everyone was doing beast tribe quest for relics, they're like, "Shit, I'm waiting around for these fates for fucking ever. Please fix this." So in three point two, they made them spawn quicker, and I do notice that like the full metal alchemist one and the ones that for kobold are like almost always up, almost always. But then the freaking what a bore, which is so far away, because fuck East That's Shroud. Terrible. That's the worst <laughs> fucking zone ever. I hate that fucking place. I never want to go there again. That one takes so long to get to and is still slower than the other ones yeah. for some reason. How come SE can never get that shit right? Even back in in 2.0 era with the, the, the books that you had to do for the one phase, there was always that one damn book where it was that the fate took for fucking ever to spawn. I think it was in Thanalan. Yeah, there was one for the books in Thanalan. It was, oh gosh, I can't remember. I know the one now. you talked about. Yeah, the one like, right yeah, outside yeah, Little Alamigo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Soldiers on the second or something like yeah. that. Yeah, God, that took like two hours to pop. Yep. Uh, question number nine relates to the Crystal Tower Orchestrian drop. Someone says, I'm having a hard time obtaining the Orchestrian rolls from the Crystal Tower raids. We have to roll against eight people, and because these items are used as crafting material, there's a demand even for those who already obtained them previously. Please adjust the amount obtainable from the chest. They said that they are planning to make the adjustments so that it becomes a guaranteed drop. Good. Speaking about raids, the next leg of the Void Arc series is planned to be implemented in patch 3.3. You know, do they do they really need Okay, first of all, they do they segue that they don't, drop that in there. First of all, they don't need to state that. Ooh, <laughs> all right, that was a great announcement. By the second way, of all, second of all, do we I, I would like to I I I'm fine. Make it a guaranteed drop at this point, whatever. I I think I would have liked to see them add more reasons for people to queue and do crystal tower raids than as opposed to making this 100% drop. So bye-bye market. If yeah. anyone's making money on those, you're not anymore. I'm on I'm on both sides of the fence because like but, you said, making a 100% drop rate that takes away the reason to go and do it, it bombs like the market board. It bombs the market board as well. Yeah, but then, the market board just died but right then now. But it, it would be really shitty to be going in, you know, a bunch of times see it drop every so often and have some jackass who's going to sell it you're not going to get it every time anyway you're still rolling against seven people even though it's a guaranteed drop but on a long enough timetable it's still eh Uh, Feast balances. Person says, I'm excited for season one of the feast to start, but I'm worried that certain jobs will become stronger or weaker with the adjustments that take place in patch 3.25. Will season one begin as planned? Uh, They respond, I previously posted the adjustment plans on the forums, but in patch 3.25, which is scheduled to be released next week, we will be reducing the match times making so that the battle can be concluded at a quicker pace. Additionally, we will be making adjustments to the aspects that uh, have been leading to long and drawn out matches. 
We will be reducing the number of walls that often disturb the line of sight, increasing the frequency in which the adrenaline rush box really, appears. Is that really an issue? Because I, I actually kind of like how line of sight plays oh, into the meta yeah. of I mean, the feet. Yeah, because if, if someone's casting on you, can you just dodge out of the way with the line of sight? Yes. Yeah. It's definitely annoying as a melee to have to run around those catching people, but it's not to the point where like it's no. completely fucking me over. No, it's not. I, I think it, it, it adds. I think it adds something to the game that other pvp maps don't have enough of i mean there are line of sight yeah. obstacles that you can use but uh, uh, the feast makes way better use absolutely of it. yeah and uh in front lines it's like there's those big boulders that you can't really like utilize as well as just the, like the tiny thin walls mm-hmm. right yeah they said uh they will be uh reducing those number of walls increasing the frequency in which the adrenaline box appears and make it easier to destroy as well as other elements to make the pace of the game quicker i guess if they're finding ways to put more strategy in there while taking out the los some of the LOS, that might be an even trade. Uh, to coincide with this, we will also be making job adjustments. We're aware that machinists have a high amount of burst damage, so we'll be making adjustments to that. Maybe you could have them bring Arr. that burst damage to raids. Hmm, just saying. <laughs> In regards to matchmaking, we've already implemented an algorithm that will allow for this to take place more quickly. However, we will be making adjustments to this so that you are matched against people with a closer rating. Good. We uh, originally planned for Season 1 to begin on Patch 3.25, but we will be kicking it off after we address the feedback we've been receiving. Thanks, Joe. Uh, We're planning to start Season 1 two weeks after Patch 3.25. And uh, lastly, they say in regards to 3.25, we'll also be implementing the next phase of the animal weapons. Uh, This will also happen in Patch 3.3, but in Patch 3.25, Three, there is a possibility that the stats are adjusted. And uh, prior to the show starting, actually, we uh, we discussed whether that means that they're going to specifically adjust certain stats or if the 3.3 stage will allow us to adjust stats in some way, similar to like the materia. Uh, the materia melding into the scroll. Yeah, see, that's what I think. I think, uh, I mean, we, there was there was a bit of question on, as to what exactly the eye level is going to be boosted up mm-hmm. to. Right. Uh, currently, uh, unlocked ESO weapons will be 230. 230. So they're yes. 220 right now. Right. And lower ra- weapons. And raid weapons yeah. are... The lower weapons are 230. Sephiroth is 220. Lower weapons are 230. That you can be upgraded to 240. 240 and raid right. weapons are 240. Right. Okay. So I think... I mean, I, I think that if we are going to see another bump up in 3.3 and we're going to be able to customize, I think th- uh, 230 is a pretty reasonable expectation yeah. here. So, you know, yeah, raiders are going to have 10 levels, 10 eye levels up out of this, which I think a lot of people are going to bitch about right out of the gate. And I don't think that that's something worth bitching about. I mean, especially no, if you, you know. have to clear Savage uh, 8 in order to get that raid oh, weapon, Oh, that's right? right. Raid weapons are 245. I remember they were saying that they were putting the the, the raid weapons five levels high, high levels higher. So the lower weapons can only be upgraded to 240, but raid weapons are still better at 245. So that's then, right. so do you think that that so, changes uh, whether the... Uh, whether the uh, uh, animal weapon is going to be 230 or 240. I don't know. Maybe 240. You know, I'm thinking 240. When, you, when I forgot. Well, no. That, it seems no, like yeah, a right. big jump from 210, doesn't it? It, do- it? it does, but I feel like... But then again, they're not adding new raid weapons at 3.3. They're only adding them at, you know, because the next patch is Void Arc, not right. Sep. Oh. Right. So I think that it's possible that this one will get boosted them to 230. And then since the next one is so quick, it'll bump us to 240. And then maybe yeah. sort of yeah. the, the rate they're looking at is like every other patch, the anima weapons will be the best. The, that could in, work. In, in terms of like substats or whatever. But is yeah. that really, I mean, don't you kind of always want it to sort of be the. That's kind of how I, I, I want it. Yeah. 
Like, it bought, I, I don't know. I'd like to see Relic on par. Like, if, they're, if they up the raid weapons to be five levels higher, I don't see why the Relic can't be five levels higher, too. Because it's not like most people most people are not getting Relics for every job. So you see the, the, the lower weapons where everybody can get a lower weapon for 240, or 230 and then 240. And then the people who really, really focus on their one job can have a 245 as well. I think that's fair. But doesn't this... Like- doesn't that doesn't that really really end up screwing the lore weapons because you have to collect seven gears uh, seven mining gears to be able to get your very first lore weapon and this if this is coming out Tuesday there is no one in Eorzea that can have seven gears by now uh, I yeah. think that it just at makes least it- for your second third fourth job. Yes, because yeah, if it takes this long to get one lore weapon, holy shit, the next well, one. Or you can clear A6. If you're clearing A6 Savage, you can also get a lore weapon. Oh, yeah, oh, okay, well, well, that's fine. Well, that's all just an alternative to that. So some people do have them. Or you can get seven gears. Mm-hmm. And I think that if I get, if it turns out the relic is 230, I will use the gears on my monk. I mean, I don't see why not. I suppose, um, I think going forward at some point, they're going to have to put in an alternative way to get gears, maybe with some type of tomes, or eventually make it so that whenever you clear uh, A8, uh, well, they'll just, regular, well, I'm sure just they will, yeah, they yeah, that with Void Arc already. Yeah, they'll make it They'll make it uh, not a weekly lockout for that. Yeah, but I, I think there's actually quite a few people who just have flat out decided not to do the Relic. And I think that there will be plenty of people that that are missing out on getting the upgraded relic here in three point two five, and then so they're they're relying on the gears and and their uh, their lower weapon. I sure. I just don't think there's. I feel like. I, I feel like you're drastically overestimating the amount of Maybe. people that are not doing yeah. animas. There's, there, I, I feel like the, the, the vocal, they may be a vocal minority, but there are quite a few people. Whenever anyone mentions an animal weapon, there's always that one person, like a vegan and, you know, at the party that has to mention, <laughs> yeah, but well, I, I'm not doing it. I had the, the same thing would happen the last go round. I mean, I, 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 feel I, like I, it's more this time though. Really? Maybe people are just more vocal because in the in the relic in uh, 3.0 or sorry in in 2.0, it kind of increased as it got near the end. As people fell behind, they decided I don't want to do it because I'm so far behind. Right. Whereas now it's right from the onset, and I think from it being from the onset, it kind of sticks out in your mind a little bit more because you're like, why? You're not behind. You're on even ground with everyone else. Why aren't you doing it? No, it's just too much. No, it's fucking not. Stop being a baby. I, I just, I don't know, man. I, 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 if Kookie was here, we could totally pull people. I think you're just more annoyed by that, uh, by by that uh, point of view because you don't share it. I think you had closer to that point of view for the first relic because you didn't even finish your first relic until like the last day you could. I was only like a stage behind though. But still though, I mean, but that's that's the relic from two point mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I think that since you're now more motivated, more competitive on the relic in the anima, I, I think you're just more annoyed by that uh, by by that point I know of view. It might not be the right word because it's just themselves are screwing over. But but maybe I mean I get I, I get, get kind of irritated by it. It's annoying. Though. 
Like, even people in my static who before it kept up with the relic, even though it literally was never the best until the final phase. There are a few people in my static and other endgame groups that I've seen that are like, yeah, I mean, I have like 20 tokens, you know, whatever. I don't even really Nika almost was, you know, very like, so was I. And I still had mine for a month, you know, like, so was I. I absolutely was. All right. Maybe, maybe there are uh, uh, so many people just flat out not doing it, but I think there are enough people who don't really care that they're not caught up enough that they'll actually get their lore weapon quicker than they would get their relic weapon. Yeah, I definitely that's, there's enough people that That's won. fair, mm-hmm. and there will probably be, for most people, there will be a time where they're using their lore weapon while they're still yeah. grinding whatever the hell they need to grind. And maybe that was on a, their, on, uh, a timing that Square Enix... Maybe it was a happy accident. Maybe it's something they kind of hoped, you know, planned would happen so that both of these things still sort of stay relevant. But they just seem like they just seem like they're two ideas that run counter to each other. If there's going to be a seven week gate on how, you know, how long it takes you to get your weapon. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of us asked, why is that seven week gate there? That seems really long. It, it is. Re- that's the thing is it, it is really long. If it was four that would be a lot more reason, right? Mm-hmm. You know but, what I mean? But then that would make the Sephiroth weapons less desirable for those for two weeks, you know? Mm. Yeah, because Sephiroth does sort of fill in that gap a little bit. It does, but now Sephiroth weapons are completely irrelevant. Super irrelevant. Yeah. Uh, we have a caller on the line, Satori Komeji, who also wants to chime in on the uh, animal weapons. Uh, what's up, Satori? Hey, Hey, Annie. How's it going? Hey, good. Uh, thanks for calling uh, Limit Break Radio. So you want to chime in on the anima t- discussion? Yeah, yeah. So uh, the way how I feel about this uh, patch cycle, the way how the item level progression is, is Sephiroth is the same as Ravana was back in 3.0 because item level was on the same tier as Gorita's uh, normal mode. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So with the uh, lore weapons now being gated by a high-capacity elegant the anima weapon i feel the anima weapon should be at least item level 235 on the next jump because you've already put so much work in on the anima weapon and patch 3.2 was a kick in the balls Hmm. if you got it if you got your anima weapon it was kicking the balls because now all you gotta do is do void arc and i got an item 210 weapon and some of the stats are better than your anima so it was a big two-fingered salute from Square Enix saying, hey, I took all your hard work and I threw it out the fucking window after there was nothing but meta bitching about Final Fantasy XIV for the last three months. Except I'm I'm going to disagree with you. I don't know. I don't. I'm not sure why we're uh, feeding suddenly. Yeah, we're feeding back on ourselves for some reason. Anyway, I was going to say, I don't I don't agree with you on that front because now, sure, now your animal weapon is kind of devalued, but going forward, you have all that progress. So when you make your next step of the animal weapon, you're already there. You don't have to do the stuff up leading up to that. So I agree. The way that I look at it that, that, that makes sense to me is you start playing, right? You get your Sephiroth weapon, weapon first. You're working on your animal weapon you're not trying to poop socket, right? Or really go at it. You're just getting it like naturally, right? You're sort of like as it comes. Right. So you have your Sephiroth weapon. The lore weapon comes out, right? You have your seven to- your seven gears for that and your tomes. And then maybe a few weeks after that or whatnot, when like the next, uh, uh, when 3.25 drops, right? You're just now starting to get your, as a casual player, right? Now you finally got your uh, your first... Uh, uh, animal weapon, right? And so now you get to start working on the second stage and you upgrade that, which is now above your lore. So you go from Sephiroth to lore weapon to uh, to the anima. And when do you think the lore upgrade is going to come in? Hmm. 
Yeah. I mean, probably I mean, three point three. Because because as as like a, a hardcore raider, sure you can get what you need to upgrade it. But um, wait, can you? You can, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? So then, uh, when three point three comes, then they'll offer the item to the casual players to upgrade it. And then it's maybe above your your anima again, but with what's in three point three, that brings anima to the forefront again. But Satori's Satori is I'm gonna right. Gonna to Hans though, yay Hans. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, but Satori is exactly right though that uh, you know if if you did work on your anima, it was kind of a kick in the balls right out of the gate at three point two, because in a lot of instances, yeah, those two ten weapons that you could get out of Void Arc from turning in the uh, uh, Makai farthing. Wait, what? There's a weapon that comes from Void Arc. You can and inst- they added the they uh, added the gob dip or whatever. Yes, the gob dip, which so is the item that unlocks easily. your item die level two hundred weapon to two ten. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, right, right, right. right. Okay, so until the patch, you couldn't get that. You still had to do a four to get it. Right. So uh, they did add a method of getting a two ten weapon, and in a lot of cases, some of those secondary stats on on the uh, on the law weapons were better than uh, than some of. I mean, some of the. Uh, animal weapons were they had they had they no had go- garbo stats yes <laughs> yes uh no, yeah they had uh, they just had garbage stats on them you know what i mean uh and so uh, yeah it, it really for a lot of players who worked really hard on that on that uh weapon it was kind of a kick in the balls but i think uh, you know like to to introduce a patch where your relic weapon doesn't even have the ability to get to the highest level highest eye level right like i get that raid weapons are now 245 but right out at 3.25 it feels like they should have the ability to get to 240 so you think the the uh, upgrade that we're getting tuesday should have been there right from the get-go no well i mean in a in a in a big picture way yes but I think it'll end up unlocking the weapon to 240, and then I think at 3.3 it'll take the two. Uh, it'll take the weapon from 240 to 250. That's what you, I think. Really? I think so. It'll be above the current raid tier. Mm-hmm. For for the off raid patch, I think that that's fine. That's exactly why yeah. is that it's the off raid patch. I don't think mm. so. Because isn't this wasn't 3.2 the first patch where they introduced weapons? That come out of raids that were it, it, that had the uh, the extra five item levels on it. Uh, yes. I correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought. Oh, they I'm were sure the chat in, will. I thought they. Yeah, I'm sure they will. I thought they retroactively upped the um, T13 weapons up five levels too. I could be wrong on that, but I could have sworn when? that. When would they have? When did they do that? Did no. they? I don't. No. Last Thursday. For some reason, I Couldn't, thought that they did that. I I don't remember that at all. No. I don't. I'm not. I I am not remember. I don't remember that at all. Nikki, you're making stuff up. But maybe I, I, I am. But I thought they 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 changed all the like rating weapons to be five levels higher. And I thought that they changed the um, the Gordius ones and the T13. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. is, is Satori still there? Because Satori might know. Um. Yeah, he's still here. Satori, I'm here. Okay. Yeah. You. For some reason, we were feeding. Yes, we can hear you. We we had to mute you because some reason we were feeding back onto ourselves and it was weird. Um. But uh, what I was going to say was one of the best uh, things about this game. I think the design of how they do item level progression is they slowly bump up how easy it is to get higher item levels. So normally with patch three point like the the tick patch the the odd number patches. Yeah. They make it easy to get to the high end raid gear. Right. 
and it's it's not all instantly. It's slowly unless you brute force your way, you stock poop your way through hunts. So, but what I'm most curious about is we're gonna be we're gonna be able to get to item level two thirty weapons, and from there there's two steps two thirty five and two forty before you get on t- on par with uh, the Midas weapons. You think they're gonna do it in five level increments? Well, where where is uh, the the next uh, primal? What are their weapons gonna fit? Are we getting? We're not getting a. Are we getting well, a primal we'll, in three point three? War, yeah, we'll get a warring triad fight, but I don't know if that's slated for three point three because we oh, it ju- better be. We <laughs> ju- we just got Sephiroth. We got Thor. So it's going to be three months 3. later. We better get another or 3. one. 3.1. You guys are also overlooking the idea that primals haven't always dro- like, like like the weapons haven't always been the main focus of some primals. I mean, we used to and get accessories. accessories from the, yeah. the first extreme primals. Not only that, but I mean, Shiva had that, uh, had that, um... The, well, he had the bracelets and he had the little 110 weapons. Yes, you and had the you ability upgrade to upgrade them. them. Yeah, exactly. Well, the upgrade oh, yeah. didn't come until a later patch, like patch 2.45. Oh, yeah, that's right, they did. But, you know, it would be really cool if they introduced the primal weapons, right, with the upgrade, and what if the upgrade was like a 1% drop? Hmm. Oh, like, like what the title mirrors were, yeah, and, and Leviathan. Those are really rare. Fuck that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I got I, one. Oh the oh yeah, the title mirrors. I remember those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you, uh, Satori, for the call. We appreciate it. Uh, oh, if, well, um, Penguin in the chat said that it, they were always one thirty five, actually from T thirteen, but they said that in first coil they ninjaed those weapons from ninety up to ninety five. Okay, yeah, I, I I do remember them saying something about that that um, they definitively wanted to make uh, raid weapons. Like uh, they wanted a definitive um, uh, eye level uh, difference in there, and that they were gonna add uh, put fives in there, but I just can't remember where. Yeah, it so was. it was before Heaven's War. Okay, yeah, all right, fair enough. Uh, all right, uh, if you'd like to give uh, give a call to Limit Break Radio, you can send a uh, Skype message to the Skype account Limit Break Radio or eight one zero five one five eight seven one five. If you're calling from a normal phone, uh, you can also if you uh, use Discord. If you don't have Skype downloaded, you can also use Discord, and uh, you can get a link to that at Limit breakradio.com slash discord we'd like to hear from you uh whether or not uh you know you uh, uh you know what you think the uh um uh animal weapons are gonna look like in uh patch uh three point uh, uh yeah three two uh what you think the animal weapons are gonna look at look like at 2.35 and 3.3. <laughs> Talking hard. I know. Talking is difficult. But uh, let's uh, let's switch our focus back to uh, the... Back to uh, the feast? Back to the live letter. <laughs> the live well, letter, I mean, yeah. This question was weird because like, it started talking about the feast and balance, and then it just went straight into anima. Like, I don't understand why they went... Like, why they took that direction with that question. Yeah, the no. Well, it's, I feel like it was just an afterthought, but it was weird to put it in there. Yeah. Speaking of three point two five. Well, you know, okay. Was, well, we like, have someone yeah. who wants to talk about uh, the about the feast. He's got some salt. A Slyaka, you got some salt about the feast. Hey, what's up, Sly? Yeah, what's going on? How you doing? Good man. What's hey. up? Okay, it, it's been what two weeks since we got the feast? Two weeks, roughly. Sure has. Yep, two weeks. Okay. All right. Uh, a lot of people are still new. A lot of people, you know, have been in and still act like they don't know what the fuck they're doing. So this is going to be some stuff. I might have already said some stuff new. First of all, use your goddamn words. 
<laughs> if you go on the face, you have a minute to talk. Oh, I thought you were talking a about two minute. and Nero. This is like a plan. <laughs> <laughs> if you you got that sixty seconds, the most important sixty seconds of the match. If you don't say anything, and I'm the only one typing, or who's going to call it what? Uh, good plan, great plan. Do we have a plan? I'm the only one saying anything. I'm going to assume you're Helen Keller and you don't know what the fuck you're doing. I can't play with Helen Keller parties. I'm sorry. Yes, idiot. <laughs> Secondly, I know a lot of people don't watch sports, but there is a certain thing in football called the victory formation. Last 30 seconds and you have you have medals. Like, you really don't need to do anything. Don't whisper. Don't even call anybody a bad name. Just move the fuck back. Yeah. Like, play bitch. Yeah. Play bitch. That's all you got to do. Turtle up. You should... Turtle up. If me and the healer are in the back, and y'all are still in the middle of Fallujah, we can't do anything. Quit feeding kills. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. You're giving them the match in the last 30 seconds. Hell, four seconds. Yeah. On Friday. It it hurts. It hurts so bad. Sure does. If you are new, if you are new... Say you're new. Don't don't wait till the end of the match to say, "Oh, I'm new." Because that doesn't help anyone. I, it doesn't. That goes for anything and in this game. If you're new to a dungeon, yeah. if you're new to a primal, just fucking say it. Like, there's nothing nothing to be ashamed of for being new to something. Yeah, most people will help you out in those cases. They will. They will. And like, usually, it's only the new person that'll talk most of the time. So, in yeah. terms of a Helen Keller party, <laughs> and yeah, if you're going to be Helen Keller at the beginning. Don't decide to talk shit at the end. You've lost all right to talk shit. Don't say anything. I don't want to hear a, you guys suck and then dip. No, shut the fuck up. You yeah. don't get to say a goddamn thing. Yeah. Yeah. This has been a public Sorry. service announcement brought to you by Sly Aka yeah, Good, Good points, Sly. Good points. I, I totally agree with that. I, I, I mean, I don't do that much pvp so i only have a, a vague sense of all of these things what uh what data center are you on sly primal we're primal right no yeah, we're aether. 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 damn it aether y'all are aether so say, uh, there's heard, a chance i can like, be in his, had a, in his uh thing i was gonna I've make heard. a helen keller uh impression macro for if i get <laughs> a match with him Jeez. yeah i've heard like relatively uh aether has had a better ex- feast experience than primal uh well uh, even though i can't really speak comparatively but uh i mean i feel like i don't i don't have a lot of those problems uh i'm not the most see the thing is is i'm not the most communicative person and if i'm going in as a tank i know what the fuck i'm doing like i know where the fuck i'm supposed what where the where i'm supposed to be you well, know, I don't know. If you queue up as a Dark Knight in PvP, I'm pretty sure you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Because why <laughs> no, the fuck are you a Dark Knight no, in PvP? No, that, that's not fair. If it's all they have, that's not fair. They know what they're doing. They He's just got a machinist. <laughs> they just can't do it well. Yeah, okay, yeah, because I want to sit there for three hours waiting for that queue to pop as a machinist. It doesn't take that long. Yeah. Oh, it does. Oh, really maybe does it's it. range. Uh, uh, the queue times for me on uh, DPS are just atrocious. Oh, I haven't had that problem as a melee. I definitely have. Yeah, last night I actually had insta-queues. Which was surprising. Mm-hmm. Good for you. That's nice. Yeah, you want to brag about some more things? Hi. <laughs> um, you want to hashtag no, Nika no, Humblebrag more? What? 
<laughs> Nika, yeah. Nika, you invented the humble brag. Okay? Seriously, yeah. <laughs> Not even. <laughs> Get out. Uh, well, thanks for calling, Sly. We appreciate it, man. Uh, it, it, yeah, thank you for letting me spill some salt. Thank yeah, you. Uh, I feel a little bit better. It's all right, man. Okay. Uh, happy to uh, happy to let you vent. Uh, it, by the way, you can uh, check out Sly over on uh, State of the Realm, uh, and uh, the, the records what on uh, Tuesdays, right? Tuesdays. Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Tuesdays. When, when the fuck are y'all getting back on? When, when, invite when us, motherfucker. Invite us back. That's right. We, I, you have an open invitation. We need a formal invitation. That's how shit works <laughs> over here. Needs to be gilded. Oh, use the hell out of me. Well, okay. I will send you a formal invitation. Make sure I want it to be sealed with wax. Yes, and I was going to say. Yes, yes. yes. Wax, wax stamped. Dripped. Wax stamped and crested. <laughs> do you, need a, do we you would, need a blood thumbprint on that shit too? Do you uh, need anything hurt? hurt yeah. No, I mean, it, if it you're nice. uh, okay. Yeah, we would love okay. to come back and tear up your show for three hours again. More like save your show. No, 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 no it's not even the fact that you tear up the show. It's it's the fact that you shut happy the fuck up. Uh, yeah, I love that. Whoa! <laughs> he just recesses to a corner, his own corner. Hey, and he doesn't say anything be, for about a good hour. To be fair, he got some good burns off on Nika. Wait, did he? Was that sarcasm? Oh, was that Nikki was burning or was it Escalia? I wasn't there. I just remember him burning somebody and I thought, wow, that's not not bad, Happy. Wish you could have brought that to the roast. <laughs> I don't, see, I don't, I, was that a totally different show? Because I don't remember Happy talking when we were there. Exactly. No, that sounds like it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, well, thanks, Sly. We appreciate the call, man. Thank you and happy Easter. Yeah, take it happy easy. Easter. Take it easy, buddy. Uh, all right. So uh, there, it's questions about uh, PSO two cross promotion. Yeah, we, we covered that. that. Uh, crafting becoming more complicated. Uh, look, I know we normally gloss over crafting things, but this I thought, yeah, this is a nice, I mean, the whole crafting being accessible to everyone thing really blew up on their faces. So yeah, it really did. During the 20th letter from the producer live, you explained that the specialist system will be implemented in order to balance the current situation where crafters are forced to level multiple classes and because you would like players to work together with each other. However, there are specialist recipes which require gear, which have advanced melding, and the skill rotation has become much more complicated with specialist actions, and it feels like the threshold has increased more than before. Do you have plans to make adjustments so more players can enjoy crafting? They respond. The reason that I I mentioned that previously was because players were nearly forced to level every crafting class, or it was difficult in general to craft. We would like to move forward so that the top tier crafters can maintain their advantage, and for older recipe, these recipes aren't really difficult to craft. In patch 3.3, we're going to increase the crafter's item level cap. There may be pros and cons for this, but for the next one, we're planning to make them as a shared class equipment. Uh, we'll also update the equipment, which you can exchange with red scripts. In 3.4, we're planning to release new equipment, so this new equipment are prepared for this. You need the current gear to make the next, so it doesn't mean that the current gear is going to waste. Uh, that doesn't so, solve their problem at all. No, it yeah. sounds like they're just going to increase the gap even further. Yeah, because you don't have the gear now. They need to craft the first gear to get to the next gear. And the fact that and it's going to be shared class equipment means that you're going to want to level every single craft again because you can just share well, the Well, hold on, because one of the reasons that, that sort of separates right now is the fact that um, since you can only pick three special, you know, I, I think what they were hoping was, all right, Juxta, you're going to specialize in Weaver, Leatherworker, and Armorer. Now you're not dominating the entire market, so someone like a Nero can move into Carpentry in Alchemians and Alchemy, right? <laughs> and be a complete noob about it. And that means that other people have more space to move into the market. And also the way that they worded this, where they said that 
the pro crafters will be going after the top stuff, and that'll leave the old things to be crafted by the new people. And that means accessibility? <laughs> no. No, it just means that your pro crafters are going to hire more retainers and dominate more of the market more yeah. easily. I mean, I did have someone ask me to craft the old, like, augmented glowing stuff that glows, like, which was what? cool because I could never craft that before because it was so hard. So that was kind yeah. of cool. Like the, but, uh, but it's like, that's not really, like... The Sh primal primary. weapons? No, the Saurian shirt of striking. Oh, I got one of those for my retainer the other day. <laughs> yeah, and, and there's like a, I have like that augmented robe one where it has like the glowing rings around the shoulders and stuff. Yeah, not the to terrible mention, one. even the high quality versions of those go for like less than 20k. Yeah. Yeah. No, now they do. It really, it it doesn't seem like they have done very well with, uh, with this okay, crafting I'm system. Also, okay, they say they're increasing the eye level, but you know that like blue crafter shit that's the highest eye level that's like really expensive on yeah. the market boards? Like, how are they, like nobody really, like not many people even have those things. So like you, you're going to need those then to craft this newest stuff. How is that at all going to help the average person get into uh, crafting? It's not. It's not at all. Yep. And uh, they further shit on crafters, and I didn't even realize this till our, our benefactor brought it up, is that there's no real way to uh, acquire grade five crafting materia. Not even the four. I mean, the four, like, you know, the other, you can get free fours from Beastman Quest, but you can't get crafting and gathering nope. from that. Wow. So it says, do you have any plans to add materia that can be used by Disciples of the Hands as reward for Beast Tribe quests? Well, it won't be for Beast Tribe quest rewards. We will be adding a way to obtain grade five materia for crafting. This is still being worked on at the moment, so I'll wait for patch 3.3 special to talk about the details. You wait, can't get it with the, with you the, You can't get uh, it from Diadem? I don't think you can. No? No. I don't think it comes from Diadem. It doesn't come from the Void Arc one. Literally, the only way to get it is to convert, convert your gear. gear. That's <laughs> Dude, that well, can, your, can your retainers find it? Yeah. No. no. I yeah, don't know. I've had them find Lightning Materia 5 and yeah. Wind Materia 5. I've gotten Mind Materia 5. And Piety 5. Before. But no, but what about crafting? You get the crafting stuff? ones, though. I them. would assume so. Like, that I'm, shit goes for millions of I'm gills. I'm pretty sure yeah. you can also transmute it. Like you can oh, use. Good, good luck, Mika. I mean, it's it. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I'm pretty sure you can oh, take other on. materials and transmute them into. Peachik in the chat says that you can use steel spoils to get crafting material. And you get the steel spoils by doing the crafting whatever junk, right? Because the bronze ones or whatever ah, are the right. so you have to craft or, or do gathering within diadem to get them. There you go. Okay, that's still mm. pretty shitty. No, fuck that. <laughs> because no one's letting you in as a crafter. <laughs> Uh, that's brutal, though. I actually did not realize that the output was that, yeah, uh, was as that much, ridiculous. As much shit as we get for crapping on crafters, I feel like SC is crapping on them. Or at least we just ignore you guys. They're like flat out making your life harder. Jeez. Yeah. Um, they'd also like someone, uh, someone, they also like them to add an NPC for advanced material melding. Uh, someone says, I haven't leveled any Disciples of the Hand classes yet, and I always ask my friends to meld materia. But whenever they fail advanced uh, melding, they feel bad. Do you plan on adding an NPC that we can use for advanced <laughs> melding requests? Okay, but this really? is... Really? Okay, no, 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 no. They say there's really? already an NPC that will meld equipment with open slots. Really? Apparently. <laughs> I... I'm I'm mad like, that somebody asked this question. But wait, 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 which NPC can meld open materia slots? Probably out in some the, asshole the little, near Mutamix. Yeah, I did not really because like everyone's been saying, oh, I need to get someone to meld my like level sixty shit. Can an NPC just do that? Because like the Tome Gear doesn't have advanced melding, you're not allowed to advance yeah. meld on it. Can you just use the NPC? Why apparently? Why you? Well, well the problem with the NPC Nika is that then you actually have to teleport and go out to him. <laughs> Why not just request one of our minions to do it, and while they're coming to you, you can go grab a drink. Yeah. 
Or jerk one off, you know, whatever you want to do. Gosh, you, you know what, Nika? You I, severely underutilize I don't, all of our henchmen. I don't think that this NPC exists. I've but, never heard of this. <laughs> I've never heard okay, of this. The, chat is, also, the chat is also saying there's no, there's no, maybe the translation's wrong. It, this, it, it something. literally says there's actually already a system in place for NPCs to meld material into equipment that has open material slots. They However, may have meant that they're, they have already designed the system. That, that that's the only thing oh, that I can yeah. take away There's from that. Already a system in place, in place. for NPCs to meld it. Yes. Uh, yeah. That's oh. and and everyone just kind of inferred like, oh, it's right. already there. No, no. That I don't think that that's so it. translation okay. hiccup maybe but or it whatever. Says, it says they're going to keep an eye on feedback though about whether or not to allow an NPC to advance meld or if it should just stay with crafters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I tell think your that, friends to I think suck that it up. Stay with crafters. I feel like that's something unique that crafters can do. And if they just stick material like an NPC that can do everything, what's the point of even having that skill anymore? Why? Why would you feel bad if you fail the advanced mail? It's complete random chance. Yeah, it is. Because you suck and you should feel because bad. There's no gear that affects the RNG or anything like that. Right. So it's, it's not like you could have done anything differently. I yeah. could. Have, I could have waited till the next thirty frames pass and then click it. Like. Yeah. Well, maybe they should start checking the uh, the moon phase and facing the right direction. Yes, you got to f- face southwest at forty uh, percent waxing gibbous. Yeah. So uh, this next question, I'm really happy that uh, you implemented a system from switching uh, HQ items to NQ items, but I'd be even happier if we could do this for multiple items at the same time. And uh, they said that uh, the process for switching the data for multiple items at the same time is one that has a very fine line when it comes to MMORPGs. The process has to uh, check that the item uh, check the items one by one, and there is a possibility that it could cause server issues. We will look into this. Um, I feel like they could if if that's the case they could do it like the um like you do uh for what do you call it uh it's you know like auto crafting where you don't actually have to do the skills you oh. just tell it to to automatically craft. Yeah, instead of changing 20 at once it, it would just, just go through it would just go at one at a time yeah, yeah. yeah. and you yeah. can just set it and walk away i think I like, that would be a fair way to make up for i like that. picturing the real world it. application of this where like you have someone with a bunch of high quality like pots and they just have to like bang them against the wall and put a dent in them normal quality <laughs> <laughs> normal quality <laughs> It's always the Thank we- you, Mr. Jack saying quick synthesis. That's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. It's always the weirdest things that they are concerned about having like a strain on the server. You would never think that converting multiple items from HQ to NQ would be like like damaging yeah. to the server. And I'm curious from a game development standpoint, like how much resources that really takes like to convert something like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. To convert an item into materia, I assume maybe it's like the same thing. I mean you're Enough. changing one yeah. item into another item. Yep. Uh, so I don't know what cordials are, but uh, apparently they want to lower recast on them for no. gatherers. Cordial. Cordial. Jesus Christ! <laughs> so cordials are uh, an item that you use to regain what is it? GP? GP. GP. Ah, well, in patch 3.2, legendary nodes were introduced, and grade five carbonized matter can now be obtained from unspoiled nodes. Because of this, if we're gathering red script items at the same time, the amount of GP that recovers over time isn't enough. I would like to use more cordials to gather. So can you please reconsider uh, reducing the, reca- the reuse time? for cordials they said currently the amount of time that players use has been increasing so we will consider reducing the reuse time additionally we're going to introduce 
new gatherer gear in patch 3.3 as <laughs> Which well. Which is not part of the question, well. Yeah, well. But it, it also, that. it also, I mean, it, it affects it because better gear could mean that you get more, more GP, GP on your yeah. gear. Right. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, make the orchestrian music not 3D. Now, when I first read this, I'm like, what the fuck are they Does talking about? Does that mean like when you rotate your camera, it's yes. like left side, right side? And yes. the farther away you are. Yes. yes. You so, had an option to listen to it uh, as a regular background music instead right. of... Uh, Surround sound is that what it's referred to? Yeah. So yeah. basically, anywhere in the house where you have an orchestrian, you know, if you have an orchestrian, it'll change the music no. for the entire house and not just within the certain range. Well, that you it have is to the entire in. house, but like if you're downstairs, it's harder to hear yeah. it or something. Oh, yes. right, right, uh, right. So they but, said they won't be able to do this right away, and Sokin will post details on the forums. The 3D sound for the sound source is working a bit too well, so we're proceeding with plans for making adjustments. We're also developing a shuffle feature. Ooh, yeah, that's uh, kind of cool. That's yeah. cool. In regards from songs from the Final <laughs> Fantasy series, not ooh. If they start introducing orchestrian songs just from different FFs, well, it says oh it's God. difficult. Finish the it's sentence. Uh, it's difficult for us to use other titles, songs, however we like. I don't care. The fact they that they're looking the into it, from it's fact, difficult. But the fact that they're looking into it is so cool. But it's so it is difficult. Cool. Okay, I'm going to yeah. take. I'm going to take this next question because it's very important regarding Chinese themed clothing. Will you be implementing Mute Chinese themed themed clothing? The answer is <laughs> please let us know your feedback on the forum. They didn't even say it. Maybe they just said, <laughs> please let us know your please feedback. let us know. I just I, I find it funny that we were talking about that earlier. We're like, nah, it'll stay. It'll stay. It'll stay in the Chinese servers. But you know what? I bet eventually cash shop. Yeah, cash shop for sure. Um, someone <laughs> says the uh, Hildebrand quests in patch 3.2 were really interesting. Hmm, Juxta, they thought they were interesting. Oh, but interesting. Sure. Great. I'm really interested in hearing when we can play the continuation of the other side quests, such as the Scholastic quests and the delivery removal quests. And uh, they answer by saying, we just had a meeting last week about the Scholastic quest, and we're working towards starting a new story from patch 3.4. What? 3.4? Hang on. Why? We'll be adding Hildebrand quests in each patch. Okay. We are aware that there was a lot of feedback mentioning that the Hildebrand quests this time around were short, so we told the lead to, or we told the lead on these to try and do what they can. In regards to the delivery Moogle, there are a lot of side quests right now, so we do not have any concrete plans for continuation not, at the moment. Not really that many. Side oh. Scho- right Scholastica now. was three one, right? Yeah. And so there, three and one to three four in between Scholastica stuff. Didn't, the story's not even done. It's on a cliffhanger. I know that was what I was saying. Like, why are we rebooting that story? Did, I, is that I what they mean a, by reboot? I don't think it's a reboot. I think that's just going to be like, oh, this is the next chapter of the Scholasticate. I th- that's what I think. on a new story. It Maybe says new, sto- new story. I don't know it if they means mean. new story missions. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think it's going to be like the continuation. That of, might just be another like, weird a translation. New story. It, again, it could just be a it, weird it's, translation thing. Could be. Yeah. Remember, I don't, we I, were hoping that they that connect the weird. two, that the Scholastic yeah. and brand kind of merge into one. Yeah, that's sort of what I was hoping for, but it seems like this this kind of puts a, a, you know, pokes a hole in that mm-hmm. theory. Yeah. Uh, Sephiroth's story. Uh, unlike previous Primal, Sephiroth isn't directly related to the main scenario quest. But I'm glad this that this mean, question was asked. Yes, this actually yes. clarified a little bit. But does that mean the Warring Triad story is going to be expanded separately from the main scenario? And they said they removed it from the main scenario series so that players can challenge the extreme version of the Primal right away, but players will still see appearances from the Garlean Empire. So from a story standpoint, it's not unrelated. So basically, in the grand scheme of things, Sephiroth is part of, quote-unquote, the main story, but it was removed in the way it was so that they could implement the regular version and the extreme version at the same time. This tells me that whatever they're doing with the warring triad that it is not going to lead into 4.0 
that it's not going to be the lead into 4.0 because it just makes it completely no, optional. Already, I thought that we already kind of figured out that the Papalumo Ida thing is going to be leading into 4.0. Well, but how are they going to do that? Uh, as uh, as Fusion mentioned on uh, the show last week, how would they be able to do that without making the uh, making 2.0 and 3.0 a hard requirement, a hard gate to getting into 4.0? Oh, they they will. They already make 2.0 gate into 3.0. They, they they've said, said they're not going to do that again. Made statements to the contrary. Yeah, they can't they can't keep going forward doing that. Really? The best option they storyline that wouldn't make any sense. Uh, to, well, but that's why that's players. why that's why I'm asking the question. You know, like I for a minute I thought you know maybe the warring triad or whatever happens there could lead us into the conflict with the Garlean Empire coming to blows um, with the Garlean Empire, which sends us more towards Alamigo. But this makes me think that since they've they've taken it off into us, you know, into a side story and that it, it, you know, they're saying that it's not unrelated, but that, yeah, you're still going to have the Garlean Empire. I don't I I don't know this. This changes this changes a couple of, uh, you know, I think that this makes 4.0 a little less sure than uh, than I was uh, last week when we were talking about 4.0 predictions. Um uh, you know, I I see. Uh, it, how do you how do you move into move towards Alamigo or into Alamigo without the Garlean conflict coming to a head? It seems like it needs to. I mean, especially because we've seen. I mean, it has to because they're occupying it right now. We're but, see- by coming yes. to a head, do you just mean it's coming back to the forefront of the story, or that we're looking yes. at a resolution? No, not okay. a resolution. Right. That it comes right. back to the forefront of the story, and that's the thing that drives us into Alamigo. I don't see it. I don't see them having like a uh, a nice segue from Ishgard into it. I see it kind of being jagged. Like, all right, you know, we've wrapped stuff up, wrapped stuff up in Ishgard, and oh no, now something over here unrelated is happening. The only way I can see them doing something like that is like if it's a like Ida and Papa Limo reaching out to us saying, hey, you need to come here. Like they've discovered something. Like, right, exactly. Like they found be. out what's going on in Alamigo and they're the ones having us come out their way. Who is the, sorry, who was the Garlean that popped up in the Sephiroth story? Um, is that the Emperor Emperor? No, that's no. not the Emperor. That's the Emperor's right-hand man. The, okay, so the, my, the new dude that we've been Yeah, the new guy, here. yeah. All right, so my prediction is this new dude is going to be like the forefront of the Garlean uh, threat within this Sephiroth or Sephiroth the um, warring triad. Triad, triad story yeah. and we're eventually going to beat him in the triad story and then whatever like that's just going to be a, a section of the Garlean threat and then the real Garlean threat is just going to be completely unrelated to this hmm. that's my prediction mm, that sucks because I, he's I, a good character I mean that, well no I, I not just uh, character uh, characterization aside I, I you know one of the best things was how 2.0 led into 3.0 yeah. narratively yeah. and yeah, I I, I, it's just I, I don't I don't know how they're going to balance that that is that, that's a lot to balance and I, I, I think this makes me worry like s- separating it out from the storyline makes me worry a little bit if they had said that it was for narrative reasons that going back and continually uh, you know going up a, against an existential threat like a primal threat is not where the main scenario is going like I, I think I would have understood those statements but just saying that we wanted to do that just so you could challenge the extreme version right away that's a cop out it's a it's a weird answer I I, I mean 
I, I don't I don't understand that. I, and I don't know where they're going to be taking this in the future. It's weird. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, if you want to call Limit Break Radio, sign, sound off on any of the topics that we're talking about. Uh, just your opinions about uh, Live Letter 28 uh, or, uh, you know, any of the feast comments that we've made talking about Sephiroth's story. Uh, anything else like that. Give us a call. Limit Break Radio on Skype eight one zero five one five eight seven one five. You can also call us in on Discord at LimitBreakRadio.com slash discord uh so the the next question here the amount of uh, attractive rewards from the gold saucer has increased but there's not enough mgp do you plan on increasing the amount of mgp rewarded and the answer there in patch 3.25 we will be increasing the amount of mgp rewards for the challenge log additionally we will be making large-scale updates to the chocobo racing pack <laughs> Yay! <laughs> well, nobody's using it, oh, so we're gonna update it. it so <clears throat> yeah, there will be a mode where you can add challenge races against NPCs. Uh, you'll be able to learn a lot of MGP by completing. Ah, uh, depending on what the MGP output is, I it might, might take it. another look at Chocobo Racing. I tried it once or twice when it first came out, and like the amount that you have to put into it, yeah, just to be not even just to be competitive, just that you have to put into it was too much yeah right? I'd, I'd rather use it on the other rewards and not spend it on food for the chocobo if yeah. there's a mode where you can just brace npcs and there's no consequence and you'll be able to get mgp yeah maybe it's worth it maybe yeah i, I think no. at least it it's right. not like, don't require me still to dump mgp into food for my chocobo mm-hmm. or i won't do it yeah more mounts given the ability to fly oh, uh fenrir is listed as one of the mounts that will fly is there any other existing mounts that will also be able be able to fly i would like to know they say, yes, Fenrir is planned to be able to fly in patch 3.3. And after this, we're looking into the three mounts you can obtain from the tank achievements being able to fly. So flying <laughs> bears, like flying, flying bear, lion, and coral? It'll require a lot of resources to release all three at the same time. You so see, this is the fucking slippery slope with that stupid fucking mm-hmm. turtle. <laughs> Uh, well, I was going to say that that it's a slip. I, I think I think that the resources excuse is starting to get played out. I think I've heard I think I've heard <laughs> three or four responses that say, "Yeah, we don't have the resources right now, or that might take too many resources." PlayStation limitation. The new PS2 limitation. That's exactly what it is. It's just uh, yeah, PlayStation limitations, guys. Okay. Now, is this resources within like? game and cpu stuff or is this resources as in manpower i think what they mean is they have to come up with like entirely new like like art assets and they don't have the resources, aka people, to be doing all of this at once. Sweet girl okay. with a jetpack. Wings to our lions. I don't know how you're gonna make a lion and a bear fly. How is Fenrir even gonna fly? Magic. I don't know. It's this is really stupid. This is really. I told you. They're it's just really gonna put, dumb. put magic dust under his legs so he's just running <laughs> through the air. See. Well, here this gives me a little bit of hope because this sounds cool. Uh, in a previous live letter, you mentioned a type of content where you could make your own platoon, but I was curious about the progress of this. They say, this is content that had some hardships during the planning stage, but we are planning to add this in patch 3.4. However, I cannot make any promises right now as to whether we will be able to add dungeons that you can bring your platoon to at the same time, though we will be unlocking the second lieutenant rank for the grand companies at that time. What? In regards to companies, we will be adding new items that can be purchased from grand companies patch 3.3. We thought we were going to have to wait nice. till 4.0 no, for that's yeah. Fantastic! New, that yeah. is that. That's actually that's quite a curveball right there. Yeah. I'm very surprised by this. Um, now, what I hope is that development on this system hasn't been has they haven't taken resources away from putting uh, development behind Diadem. That's what I hope. If this is what we get as uh, as yeah. sort of <laughs> like your, yeah, as your interim content <laughs> as opposed to expansions on Diadem, I'm gonna be upset. 
I'm gonna be I'm gonna be pissed. I That's hope, true. There hasn't been anything said about more expansions to Diadem. There, at yeah, all. that actually I was gonna bring that up at the end, but the fact that they didn't talk about Diadem at all makes me incredibly nervous. Because there's no way that no one asked. We're due for new D we're we're due for Diadem adjustments if they're coming in three point three. Or hunt. <laughs> Shut up. The look that I got from Nero. <laughs> Don't even say that. Don't it's even. This. Why would you say that? Uh, why? Well, I, I, you jinxed that. We've got inappropriate. Uh, if Square Enix decided to put progression items back into Hunt, <laughs> why? Hunt's three. Why? No. Hunt's. You don't, think, Hunt's, when this, you don't Hunt's, think that when the Midas stuff goes public to everyone outside of Raid, that's not going to go into Hunt's? Uh, it will, because Hunt's are a very convenient catch-up, and they're fine for catching up. Yeah. If you're catching up, that is totally fine. But Diadem was not... I mean, it was getting people up to 210, but there was very different gear and stat incentives to to go after that gear. I don't want that that kind of incentive worked into hunts i'd rather eat a gun than do hunts again <laughs> honestly that was that was a terrible boring system that at its time was kind of fun and then ran its course so quickly hold, hold on are we talking about hunts or diadem hunts diadem both <laughs> Di- well, thank you for the they joking. both did yeah they both did have the same effect but you can expand on Diadem in a way that you can't expand on Hunts. Even if you just put Hunts into Diadem. <laughs> Don't say that. That would be a way to do it. But wouldn't it's it? something. It is something. Wouldn't it? We need less Hunts. Like, I don't see why. Okay, my version of Diadem that I think would be awesome is if you have what you have now, where like you have like a one hour, one and a half hour time limit, okay? You can choose. Do we go in and mash your faces into dinosaurs for gear? Do we go in and we do Hunts? Or do we go in and do objectives that get us shit? Like, there should literally be three, like, those three options, and you have to choose one or the other each time you go into Diadem, which makes going back are, less boring. Are we going to ignore this whole platoon thing? Does okay. nobody have any, like, I'm thoughts excited. on that? I no, going I, to I, ask, okay, they said they mentioned it in a previous live letter. I don't what, remember this what, being mentioned what, what at all. What is a platoon? Um, the way that they had described it at the time, we sort of bottom-lined it or TLDR'd it as sort of like uh, a trust system where they were talking oh, about be being cool. able to summon NPCs to do stuff with you. I think that's what they're talking okay, about. Okay, so it that says, cool. cannot make any promises about being able to bring your platoon into dungeons. That does make more sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So it sounds, <laughs> it sounds like open-world trust, but... Why would we need that? Why, if you can't even, if you, can, if you can't bring oh, them into, we have a chocobo for that. Yes, yeah, right, not the big have ones. A chocobo. Oh, and trust were something that made eleven work when there wasn't enough players to exactly. Party. Like, yeah. we don't mm-hmm. have that issue right now. Yeah, we're not at the point no. where we need something like that. But it Ex- does sound interesting. Yeah. I mean, it sounds. I, I want to fight with Yugiri. I, I, I mean, I like that the that there's going to be grand company rank ups. We haven't seen that since one point yeah. You know, it'll be the literally one point Never mind. Okay. What? Just no. roll right over it. <laughs> roll right over it. Uh, we have uh, another caller on the line, though. We uh, have right. uh, Peach Leviathan calling about uh, the animal weapons. What's up, Peach Leviathan? How's it going? I'm good. Um, so I tuned in when you guys were talking about your relic talk, and um, I thought I might give like my opinion, seeing as I'm a raider and I am the, someone who's done relic. I've done two relics now. Kay. I've done both the white mage and... Uh, summoner relic and one thing i'd like to point out is that back as you guys mentioned they ninja upgraded the ones way back in Mm 2.0 only because there was almost no incentive to do raids at the time because you could literally just kill the extreme mode primals and get an i-90 weapon at the time that's right that's right Um, yeah they 
Yoshi said, like, in a live letter br- briefly after that, that he wanted raid weapons always to be best up until current, and then that each subsequent catch-up patch would make the relic weapons uh, on par with that, especially when you were able to upgrade their stats later on. I mean, if you look at Final Coil, that's where I think the animal relic weapons are going to go. Because if you remember when the weapons went to Zodiac or Zodiac Zeta, they went to, like, 125-ish, 115, or 125-ish, because... Um, you could get your augmented weapon for clearing T11 at the time, and the weapons were good. Like, even in some cases, uh, the relics were better because their substats were better. Um, and there was only, like, a one weapon damage difference. I don't know if that's the case now. I think the only... Sephiroth is the only, like, part... Or Sephiroth's the only primal where when on release, its weapon was better than the weapon previous tier. Every other weapon and every other weapon a primal has given has not been best on release. And right. I believe the only reason they did that is because they are trying to band-aid the wound with that which was Gordius. Wasn't Ravana's like that though? Uh Ravana was like that, but then that's the that was an item level gap increase. It was a completely different scenario. Mm-hmm. Uh, not item level, but just a pure level cap increase. So, oh, I and, see. Okay. And there was no raids at the time. I mean, there was... They, they right, had that was, like, some... the best thing to do at that point. Yeah, correct. Um, right. Like, if you look at Bismarck, like, who had Bismarck weapons? I mean... They like, serve no purpose whatsoever. That's true, yeah. Not even glamour. Uh, uh, Bismarck, uh, Bismarck weapons were essentially dead on arrival. Pretty much. Yeah. But, I mean, but so um, was uh, uh, fucking Garuda and Ifra weapons. Uh... uh they were you Garuda and Ifrit weapons were best used to get into coil oh, at the time. Sorry, no, I meant uh, Titan weapons. Because if, oh. if you beat Titan, then you had your relic. That's well, what if I meant. You cleared, sorry. Yeah, if you cleared Titan, you got your relic. But that's were it also I, uh, those ones that were like if you kill Garuda, Titan, and Ifrit, you got those. Weapons. That was added way Plus, later. There's a difference. That was a quest. There's that a difference a there, Juxta, because yes, if you cleared Titan for your main job, you had your relic, no, but you could potentially use Titan weapons for other jobs. Whereas Ravana automatically outclassed Bismarck. No, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna walk back my statement. That wasn't released way later. That was actually a progression weapon for a minute. Because yeah. you had you, that was the first repeated quest that they had added. Yeah, the bard mm-hmm. was actually best in slot. Yeah, I compared that. to the yep. relic. That's right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's why I feel like everything they did for three point two was to just band aid what Gordius was because they were they've they've admitted many times that Gordius was we 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 screwed up we fucked up with Gordius we're so sorry I mean that's why they put the gobdip in Void Arc of all places. Like, yeah. No, like you're right. You're absolutely right. I mean they did they really botched that one. Gordius. Equals 1.0. Uh, yeah, <laughs> not that um, I myself who've cleared. Um, I like. I'm progressing on A7 now, and to think that oh, in two weeks from now, um, I'll be able to pick up a lore weapon, which is 230. Yeah. But then animal relic weapon is being upgraded next week. So in order to make the animal relic weapon like to even put the carrot on the stick, which is the whole point of the animal weapons, which aren't going to be stat, like, customizable until 3.3, they have to make them at least better than non-upgraded lore weapons, in my opinion. Because then, like, it'll be... If it's, like, one weapon damage behind a 240 weapon, then in some classes' cases, it'll be, you know, worth worth the, worth the trek. 
Yeah, but they could they could justify it by by saying that you know with three point three on the horizon so quickly that it 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 really doesn't matter. You're really going to be looking at that span of time as the uh, the the time that you have to progress that weapon, uh, yeah. which I think would be really stupid if they made that decision. Um, I think a lot of people would be really upset about that and would feel for an entire patch, not an entire patch cycle, but between 2.35 and 3.3 that the relic was just not worth doing. I think it would I, de- I would demotivate a lot of people. I agree. And again, the fact that like being a raider when I was doing the 2.0 version of the relic, being like if you're, if you're a raider and you the whole reason I started my relic in the first place, even though I knew it wouldn't be relevant, like for the fact that like if you clear the latest turn it's not it's it's no longer relevant because the weapon had always had one weapon damage better mm-hmm. um the fact that like the draw to relics to me is just the fact that you can make a weapon with it whatever stats you want it to be which i feel like is worth it like in the long run because every time a new tier came out and the relic got upgraded to what the original relic was i.e the novus when the novus became 110 right. same as the high Alligan, and then when the zeta became as good as dreadworm you know i kept those weapons i had a, like a perfect static weapon for months at a time until you know until you click you don't clear the you don't i'm pretty sure you don't, it's not final coil they won't they won't make a repeat of final coil you, the, the tier won't be cleared in like two days so i hope not i mean it, they already they already walked back the difficulty enough with the second tier if they walk it back again that's going to be a problem that would be really bad it would be it would be very disappointing i the, think that would shoot their raid their their rating community even more in the foot doesn't uh, seem like they have any real intention to walk it back again though they no, seem pretty pleased with where the difficulty was at this time around how ironic would it be to have the first raid be the hardest raid in the oh, right that would be so bizarre thank you very much for the call we appreciate it if you want to call limit break radio limit break radio on skype or 810-515-8715 we're running out of time here today so uh there was a lot of uh a lot mentioned about the ui and designing the ui but there's a couple of really interesting statements in here uh this one says uh, i play on a gamepad but with uh the new actions added at level 60 i'm having a tough time finding space to place them i'm assuming we will eventually reach level 70 and 80 so i think it's going to be even tougher when there are more skills can you look into addressing this in some ways the uh, answer is uh, one of our ideas for how to address this is to actually double cross the hot bar uh, but uh, we would like to uh, keep the uh, keep the next expansion and the actions to come in the future in mind as we develop features this is that's that's i i'm i'm very very disappointed by that statement why? I don't think that they actually have a grasp on how bad ability bloat is becoming. That to Espe- me, especially on a controller, it is bad. Because to me, they, I mean, they just said, "Oh, we're gonna double cross the hot bar." <laughs> you know, like that's not. Well, a- okay, hold on, because I think that it was already really bad on controller. Like, yeah, there's an ability bloat, definitely. But I think people on controllers, even if they don't go any further than what we are right now right people on controls are still having a problem i agree yeah. i agree I, I can tell you right now like using a controller there like some jobs i'm fine but there are some jobs where i have to go into a third hot bar and swapping three different hot bars on controller is a real pain yeah I just, you know, there was there was a lot of really good discussion last week about, uh, you know, the possibility of being able to customize skills or customize uh, or, or even just have a uh, a binary choice between two different skills at a leveling up point. I, I just I don't see 
any indication from that statement i mean i'm probably looking at it way too way too much or, or putting too much meaning behind it but it doesn't say anywhere in there or give any some idea like they're not really addressing ability blow i mean he's yeah i mean for a controller, not meaningfully though, they're like they're just saying we're gonna add a we're gonna add a way for you to fire off more abilities they're not saying that yes ability bloat is the well, problem you can't Here's, double tap and bring up a hot bar is a very good solution for controller players but going forward like if we do get a level increase to 70 and 80 if we get an ability every two levels like before but like that's Ro- gonna the the way that i read it is that they want to come up with a way to to deal with the ability bloat right now Obviously, taking away abilities isn't on their mind, right? So the double cross hotbar. But going forward, I think they're going to keep in mind that, okay, yeah, ability is fucking bloated. So that's something we have to keep in mind when we come up with new stuff. Yeah. So I don't think it's necessarily saying, oh, well, you know, as new stuff comes, we'll deal with it. I think they're going to try and put a band-aid on what's there now. And going forward, they're going to try to limit what you know what they create or something like that uh there was another question in here about add-on progress could you tell us uh what progress of the add-ons is uh i apologize that this is taking a while is the answer uh since there have been a lot of discussions about the dps meters we have been putting it aside uh we had been working on add-ons originally with the goal of implementing it half a year after launch of a realm reborn however wow that (laughs) oh come on however uh we were looking at features that would uh, not create any inequalities between PC and PlayStation users, and one of the reasons that uh, we are behind on this is due to lack of room, uh, uh, lack of room to do certain oh. things on the PlayStation. PlayStation no. Four limitations. Oh my God. Fuck off. Not just that. What this is saying to me is, is that is that we're not getting a back end. Add-ons are things that they want to. Fucking Square Enix. Let the players do your job. For you! Honestly, just make a fucking back end and then the amount of add-ons going to come out will fucking explode your brain. This is retarded. They're saying that because PS4 users exist, we don't want PC users to have an unfair advantage. That's that's what they're saying. Too fucking bad. I mean, that's that's the problem. Then if if you take that stance, then you can't reasonably enforce any, and I mean any, third-party programs that are used to play your game. And you are 100% 100% now limiting your game. Yes. Period. Yeah. You have just put shackles on what your game can accomplish. Yeah. PC people are under attack. <laughs> <laughs> wow. This is probably, this is one of the, this here is one of the worst things I've ever heard. Uh, yes. This just the, fucks I, me off that, more than anything else. That statement is very, very disappointing. It what, Kala? Very disappointing. I said it fucks me off. Fucks you off. Fucks you off. Sorry, that's a it's a your uh, English term. That's no, I, I, I <laughs> uh huh. It really, it's really disappointing to hear this. Uh, Understatement, Anero. Because it really is. I, I mean, they've they've got to. You know what? If it's if if it really is on PlayStation's hardware or the ability to put software on their network. Because I mean, we we were told that we were supposed to be getting some kind of mod uh, uh, support for Fallout Four that hasn't materialized yet. Maybe it is more difficult on a console. Maybe the console makers are making it uh, more difficult. Well, that that was supposed to be coming know. in April, so I don't think that they've pushed that back at all. But for PC, 
yeah. b- but not for consoles. Oh, they, there, they, there's no clear day on when consoles ones is supposed to come. No, I don't oh, think so. I don't think so. There was because they made a big deal uh, around Fallout Four was that you're going to have mods on consoles, right? And it was the first time that that was ever going to be done, and Bethesda was going to was going to uh, uh, clear the way for this to happen. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you're right. It does sound like Square Enix wants to publish these add-ons themselves <sighs> and make it something that you have to not buy, but you have to uh, go through uh, them to get initiate through the game yeah there's i think elder scrolls online does that and it's a terrible system it's a terrible system just make an api and allow pc users to have mods period if console users don't like it they can play on pc exactly still butthurt and and you know what this just makes me not even want it on xbox because it's not this is not exclusive information that pc users can't or won't share with the rest of their party or can't or won't share with ps4 users it's not this is not some uh you know proprietary information that we're running on our computer so that only we can see it but this is information that you want to share with your party especially if someone is underperforming yes uh to play the devil's advocate though there are certain things uh for for example um world of warcraft probably one of its most famous add-ons is deadly boss mods Hmm. which basically telegrams everything a fight is going to do if there's an aoe coming in it's going to let you know if there's a phase change it's letting you know right right? most raiding uh uh, raids back when i played required you to have deadly boss mods if you didn't you didn't get in so this could start to segregate pc users from playstation users depending on what kind of add-on came out. that exact straw man was erected when we had hunts and when we were dealing with the guild work issue it is not it is a non-starter it is a non-starter there is no raid group that is going to make hardline requirements and if they are they're a dick raid group yeah especially because the, the way that these fights are so scripted that it's just as easy to just memorize them exactly and you really won't need that add-on at all you yeah think no i i i maybe for progression or world first thing but dude outside of that i i don't i do not see it you don't know the power of the dbm I, I don't I dude I don't see it I because I, you don't need it in most practical applications you do need it when you're on the bleeding edge of of trying to progress on endgame and and the thing is is that more more casual or mid-core raiders would benefit from having this tool in a way that is sanctioned oh, and I controlled agree. by Square Enix I do agree. as opposed to having to uh, to uh, uh I do uh, agree that the benefits would outweigh the cons but if if Square has showed us anything. It's that they're going to cater to the downtrodden minority. It's dumb. Yeah, it is dumb. There are so many fights in World of Warcraft where I don't know what the hell's going on, but when I hear, run away, little girl. You know to run, run away. away. <laughs> I know I need to move. <laughs> and just because of that, like... The low, like sickness must the, be part. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know to move then? I mean, yeah. no, because it just happens at random times during the fight. It's not an actual cue that a move is coming. I mean, no, they, it, it, it is. Is it, it? it with deadly boss mods? It is. Run away, oh, little girl. Bo- is programmed in. So if there's a thing to I run see. away, it shouts to I everyone. See. I see. Yes. I don't, like, I, that it just lowers it, the skill level. So dramatically. No, it's, it definitely does. Like, I can tell you the fact that, like, even back during Coil, and I'd hear other people's ACTs going, like, dive bombs. And I feel like the fact that I, like, learned how it went myself made myself a better player, and I'm actually glad that I never oh, gave them. Absolutely. Absolutely, Nico. Totally. 
but there that's are a different, not a lot of people like you. <laughs> but that's a different. That's a totally different conversation. That's that's a different conversation than Square Enix not giving us the tools to be able to 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 utilize. That's true. That's true because they could just straight up say DBM. No, that's a no go. Because yeah. there was actually a, a, an offshoot. Some people had made another one. I forget what it was called, but would actually allow you to draw on your screen to be like, here's a safe zone. Here's a safe zone. Go here. Like not just markers, but actually drawing on it. And Blizzard was like, all right, that that's a little bit too far. And this and this actually that actually is a really great point because that is the advantage of of having your own API and being able to enforce it. Right now, they have no good way to enforce any of this stuff mm-hmm. because in order to tell what you're running, they've got to sniff your computer. You know, like and and I mean, clearly they have the ability to do that. Clearly, they have the ability to log a whole bunch of shit over and over and over again. You know what I mean? Like it. It just seems it it, it it seems like they're really painting themselves into a corner by saying by by saying no you can't use this but saying it in a, in a way that's completely unenforceable and also at the same time going yeah but you kind of need it oh god they've shot themselves their game in the leg so hard it just, hurts just it hurts make sometimes the api square enix really yeah please dumb. uh anyway there's uh more questions in here uh, if you are curious about creating uis for mmorpgs uh there's a lot of uh, statements about that there's also some statements about switching bars from pve to pvp and back uh more macro space saving hud layouts uh the uh debuff display limit uh glamour that's a big deal in like void arc and shit how you can't say your debuffs on the boss that is true it's so annoying no that is true that is not that it matters it is very irritating um and uh and some others if you want to check it out it's over uh at the lodestone i'm sure that they've uh released the another uh translated question to mention too is that there's a fan translation on a, a, a community aspect that uh, apparently says that we're going to be seeing new wards in patch 3.3. Yeah, but it's a li- it's a little suspect yeah. there. Right? Yeah, and, and well, even if that's true, though, it's going to be at max price, so the houses are going to be way more expensive. Than- Here's something that me and Juxta were, uh, were, were deliberating, because we, we actually mentioned this, I think, in jest on a show. Um, we thought the new housing was coming in patch 3.4, because at some point in a live letter, I think they had said, or somebody quoted them saying, that the uh, Ishgard housing would come after the conclusion of the Dragon Song War, right? right? Obviously, it hasn't concluded yet. If it's coming in 3.3, that means we're seeing the conclusion in 3.3. No, three, it says new wards. That doesn't mean new, well, uh, okay, like just new housing We're speculating, areas. Nika. We're speculating, Nika. Okay. Gosh. Anyway. Hashtag negative Nika. Right? right. How cool would it actually be if the Ishgard wards, as we said, were locked behind MSQ? Awesome. I think they would have to be. Yeah, I, I mean, like, the, like if you're if you're only MSQ. at the point of two point two point five in the story, how could you have a house in Ishgard? That makes no fucking sense. No, That's the current you have to get through all of three point three storyline to even purchase the house. That would make sense. Yeah, that would be I just, great. I just kind of always expected it to be that way. Mm-hmm. Let's hope. Anyway, this uh, the translation where we got this from. The translator was Marco Turn, and the document was Mister Happy. So, oh, okay, well, credit where credit is due. All right, fair enough. Uh, so yeah, uh, that if you want to check out more about that, uh, links at uh, Lodestone. We'll also have links to the uh, translated document at our website, LimitBreakRadio.com. All right, let's read a couple of emails here. Do before we want we to go. take uh, a couple more callers, or do we have time for it? Let's let's take uh, at least one more. Who do we have on the line right now? Uh, we? Uh, we don't have anyone on the okay. line, but All right. let's take at least <laughs> let's take at least one more. Uh, Kyle, you want to start us off on emails? 
Yes, I do. Okay. Hello, LBR. Uh, this email is more for myself than it is for the show, so feel free to delete it and not respond. Nope. Uh, I've been listening to the show since FF11 days, and I'm glad that you guys brought back the show. Sadly, at the start of the year, the person who got me into the FF series when uh, he bought my brother and I, FF7, passed away. Aw. Oh, man. I'm sorry. And after a month break from the game, I have come back to a pretty empty FC and have lost what very little drive I had for the game. It's the first time I have ever played an MMO and just felt lonely. What few friends I had have left the game, and sadly, after what happened, I am having a hard time talking to people in game. <sighs> I honestly have no clue why I'm sending this to you guys, so I'm sorry for wasting your time. And if you read this fully, and for any bad grammar and spelling errors, since I'm writing this hiding from bosses on the work floor. <laughs> Keep up the great work with the show. You guys are one of the few reasons, uh, a, few, a few things the past two months putting a smile on my face. Lonely in Limza, no name. Well, oh, you know what, man. Lonely in Limza? I have a suggestion for you before you throw in the towel and call it quits. Come to Swagatonis. Yeah, come hang out with us. Come to the LBR. We have uh, we have the the overbloated link shell. We have the free company now, and uh, we have had a, had a lot of people that have been uh, in situations where they haven't felt all that uh, welcomed or accepted, or they just haven't felt like they have a home in Eorzea. And uh, we've been told on multiple occasions that we have that on Swagatonis. So I mean, if you plan on possibly throwing in the towel anyway, you know, plop down an extra couple bucks and maybe come over and give it a try first. Got a whole bunch of real good people and Skuro <laughs> and Ryuichi. Yeah, yeah, but no. Uh, if you uh, if if you do uh, end up over on uh, Sergeant Tannis, let one of us know. Yep, and we'll be happy to get you outfitted with either a Link Shell or Free Company. Uh, and uh, just a note on the Link Shell that it is really bloated right now. Yeah, it's, it's really hard to. It's really at this point. I'm just kicking random people. Yeah. So if you come online yeah. and you find that you're you've been kicked out of the LBR Link Shell, it's it nothing personal. It's no, it literally like like. Some people say that and they're like being being passive aggressive. Literally, it is nothing personal. We're just randomly kicking someone that uh, and, and hasn't we're always been there adding people to the FC as they go to the LS up. The hope is eventually that the FC is what we primarily use and not the link. It's show. really yeah, gonna right. it's gonna take getting the house yes. though. I mean, yeah. once so, once we what, get the house and mm-hmm. we're able to get all of the people, uh, you know, uh, uh, like you, me, stuff yes, like that. Yes, you know. yes, yep. Well, thank right. you, for, thank you for the call or for the uh, email, though. That was uh, we, we do have a caller on the line, okay. Zero Ashton Zari from Midgard Stormer. What's up, Zero? Hey guys, how's it going? Good, going great. That's great. So <laughs> there's a bit of a theory with uh, going around about what if they bring Final Fantasy XIV to Xbox One. Now we're seeing a little bit of this concept, maybe being a possibility because there's going to be no PS3 support for the 4.0 expansion. Right. Yeah. They, they are dropping PS3 support completely as of 4.0. That's womp nice. Womp. Uh, yeah, no, it is. It is really nice. Um, actually, I, you know, I, I even forget that PS3 is a, uh, is a platform option sometimes. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, no, good, good point. Uh, there is a possibility that it could come to Xbox One, but I think that that has way more to do with Xbox, with Microsoft itself being open to more cross-platform activities uh, than, uh, than it was maybe a year or two prior when the conversation had been started. Well, the console war was going on then, and now with or, uh, PlayStation 4 outselling Xbox One, I believe the last number I saw was two to one. <laughs> uh, yeah to say the least xbox is in a little bit of trouble but i'm curious about the idea because the only other game that does cross-platform like that which it doesn't is eso and this would be the only game 
that d- plays on Xbox One, PlayStation, and Steam, and PC. And and that you're and that the players are all playing together on the same servers. Right. Yeah, no, it will be. If if FF14 does it, it will have that title of being the first that is playable across uh, the most popular gaming platforms. It's kind of like 11. I mean, 11 actually still only holds that title for the seventh generation of consoles. And uh, so, yeah, that's that. Uh, that's entirely true. Although I don't know how illustrious of a title that is. <laughs> I just it, FF11 didn't seem to to see much of a bonus from that. You know, it, it seems still going, though. It is still going. It is still going. Oh, and there's rumors of uh, FF11 being ported to mobile. <laughs> Not just not not that, that, like I don't know if those are just rumors anymore. I'm pretty sure that's happening. That, yeah, yeah, it does sound like that as uh, that is actually happening at this point. Um, yeah, Rocket Rocket League does it too between PS4 and uh, PC. Rocket League. That is yeah, true. That are they does. on Xbox though? Rocket I don't League? think that I don't they think are. So. I don't think that they are. No, I don't think that they are. So. Um, well, they did. No, but Microsoft did say that it would be coming. Did they? Okay. That Rocket League would be one of the first. Oh. Yeah. So. All right, then. Uh, all right. Thanks for the call. We appreciate it. Uh, we appreciate it. Let's uh, let's take uh, email? another email right. here. Yeah. Hey, guys. Just want to talk to you about the customization topic you talked about in episode 56. You talked about SE foregoing raising the level cap instead for a skill tree system or a system similar to merit points in FF11. However, there still wouldn't be customization. The community would still spreadsheet out the best slash most useful trees or merits and expect you to have those if you plan to raid or do anything endgame. I would rather, if they do raise the level cap, which they were are probably going to do, uh, would be to get job training traits not class traits job traits that change or upgrade or current abilities i think i emailed you with that idea before on the topic of 4.0 not being story gated i think there is a middle ground that se should consider i think the main problem that heaven's ward faced was that you had to have all the story for 2.0 to 2.5 done to access heaven's ward which was bad because you had new level 30 jobs locked behind level 50 content. My solution would have been to have a level 30 quest that lets you into Heaven's Ward while keeping the MSQ locked behind the 2.5 story content. This would have allowed level 30 characters access to Dark, Astrologian, and uh, Machinist, but nothing beyond Ishgard. I think the same concept would work in 4.0. Have a quest that allows us access to the new area so we could unlock the new jobs and such since those will probably start at level 30, but keep the story locked out behind whatever patch Heaven's Ward ends on uh, so that the story stays ongoing. Just some thoughts, Bernie skull of gilgamesh i like that idea that's a pretty good idea yeah that's not that, that doesn't make sense like because you have to do all the level 50 stuff to get 2.55 and then go back to level 30 and then go back to the old areas to level up your new jobs that was a little weird yeah, yeah. And as long as they made the the um quests for the abilities um from th- from level 30 to 50 or whatever the new job is unlocked like able to be gotten without a whole bunch of extra areas and things that you can't get to yet i think that would work not to mention that if you level from one to cap just doing story stuff anyway, it doesn't matter. Because even if you go into a new MMO that isn't story locked, you still have to get from one to cap before you can get into endgame stuff anyway. Or at least the new yeah. content. Yeah. You know, we can't all be sorry that everybody isn't wow and just gives you free level 80 or 90 or 100 <laughs> characters. But that's the way that that's the way that MMO companies or, or games just in general have have started to approach it. Like, I just give them give them a character a cap. Yeah, it's bullshit, though. It sucks. Yeah. I hate that. Yeah. Right. And uh, to comment on the whole customization thing, too, is, yeah, you know what? If you have things that are directly affecting your damage in combat, then, yeah, somebody is probably going to spreadsheet that shit out. OK, but you're always going to have those people. 
And that's not going to stop other people who aren't as concerned about the best fucking possible DPS exploring with and having fun using some of those other options. And it also comes down to how good your development team is, right? Like if you can actually come up with new fun things to add that don't uh, attribute specifically to DPS, then you can, you know, have different options available that people will pick over other things without the whole spreadsheet crap. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, let's move on. Uh, next email. Let's do one more. Oh, this one's kind of long. That's yeah, a long one. I want to get uh, one more person on the call. Um, let's let's do one more email. Let's do one more email. Okay, we, we, are, yeah. we are pretty long. Yeah, we're we're running kind of long here. All right. Do we want to do the long one there? Uh, yeah. Go for it. All righty. Good morning, LBR. I'm Trina Reyes. Is that the right one? Yours looks longer. Uh, no, that's right. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm Trina Reyes from the Cactar server, and I wanted to suggest a way to allow for job-specific customization while also not making a weird change like removing leveling or not giving us new tools to play with. There's a concept I like to refer to as tangential progression. Tangential. 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 I like tangential. <laughs> Kind genital progression. In layman's terms, it's the talent tree from World of Warcraft. You take the base job and choose one of, let's say, three play styles, and each one gives you abilities and bonus stats tuned to that play style. To illustrate how my vision of this system would work, I'm going to do it from a Dragoon perspective. I don't want to read this email anymore. <laughs> because that's the class I'm the most familiar with. Assuming Squeenix is going to stick with the 10 levels for an expansion plan, let's say you get a talent every other level. Five in total. To get a baseline of what one can expect from each tree, you look at the current rotation. If you want to add an off-global cooldown, uh, you have to add at least one, probably two, global cooldowns to allow for the window to cast that. This is because we're already double-weaving most of our off-global cooldowns, and trying to squeeze in another would be troublesome. But let's say we add a fifth combo skill and two off-global cooldowns. Depending on your specialization, the combo skill would be added at the end of your Chaos Thrust combo or your Full Thrust combo. This means the other two talents are passive traits, be they stat buffs or adjusting pre-existing skills, not traits that adjust the new skills because that would be wasteful and boring. It sounds like math. <sighs> right? Dragoon already has two dynamics that can be easily honed in on. They're Jumps and Geiger Skogel, Blood of the Dragon. So if we create two talent trees that start with adjusting Blood of the Dragon, one tree focuses on buffing our current jump damage while adding a pair of new jumps. The other focuses on, bear with me on this, skill speed, adding two off-global cooldowns and increase Blood of the Dragon's duration to allow you to Geiger Skogel on cooldown. This will create a dynamic where one type of Dragoon focuses on the burst damage from the jumps and the other focuses on sustained damage from Geiger Skogel. The third tree would probably focus on dot damage and buffing the party. Battle Litany for the best skill. As for the two job trait talents, you could have one that gives you bonus stats to what you want to focus on, crit for the jump tree, skill speed for the Geiger Skull tree, and maybe determination for the dot tree. I haven't put much thought into the third one, which does bring up the interesting point of why not stick with just two specializations for now, but add new ones as you expand the game. The answer to that question is really up to the dev team, and if they think they can add the manpower to handling three trees for each job, or if they should stick with two until they do. As for the ability bloat concern, y'all can suck it. New abilities are fun. Shout out to my homies, and there are also uh, out there who also want to have the raw skill speed to Geiger Skogel on cooldown. You know, new abilities are fun as long as you, I mean, like, if you have to add them into your fucking rotation, though, how is that fun? Like, how is just making your rotation longer fun? It's my not. fingers aren't long enough for all these numbers. That's no. Yeah, that's my problem. I'm getting I'm at the point where I'm getting fucking hand cramps. Yeah, if you want to add more abilities that serve as, uh, like, support abilities or, you know, just kind of cool little things that, you know, help you in some way other than damage, that's always cool. You know, utility new, shit. New, yeah. new utility stuff, yeah. 
But God, the last thing we need is just fucking more shit to stick into our rotation. Yeah. Well, one thing that's interesting about the way they present it is the needing of different stats for different trees that mm-hmm. you go into. I think it would be kind of interesting to say, okay, I got this gear, which has a ton of skill speed on it, which would be worthless otherwise. But if I spec for Garrisogul, then I can make use of that piece of yeah, armor. No. That's an interesting way to look mm-hmm. at it. It is. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, thank you for the emails. If uh, if you would like to send an email over to Limit Break Radio, hosts at Limit Break Radio is how that gets done. We really do appreciate your emails. Uh, we also appreciate all of your calls. Limit Break Radio on Skype, 810-515-8715. Make sure you tune in next Sunday at 1 p.m. We'll be starting Limit Break Radio. And uh, if you catch us from the beginning, maybe you'll have a better shot at calling. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we do want to thank all of our callers, including Joe Never Fails and Sly. Uh, thank you very much for uh, calling in and hanging out with us and sharing some opinions about both Live Letter 28 and uh, Patch uh 3.25 as it's going to be incoming this week guys this is the first week that final Encountercast is going to be starting a weekly schedule so we're going to be popping over to final Encountercast after the show wraps up we hope that you will join us over there we're going to throw out a host so you can stick around here or you can just head on over to twitch.tv slash final Encountercast and get yourself all nice and comfortable because that show is coming up at 5 p.m today all right i want to thank you all for for catching us live here on twitch.tv slash limit break radio and i want to thank my uh, co-host juxtaposition kalo landis nika kayanian and escalia ryumasa even though they're not here papa woody and uh and uh um uh, kooky thank you uh <laughs> here here in spirit i really do appreciate uh your guys's uh your guys's hard work so thank you guys so much thank you for listening i'm a nero keep listening Limit Break Radio is a production of LimitBreakRadio.com and Bender Media Productions. Today's episode was produced by Juxtaposition and Escalia Rayumasa. Final Fantasy XIV and Eorzea are trademarks of Square Enix. Funding for Limit Break Radio is provided by Miri Kennett, Captain Failboat, Zuri and Urexen, Azura Giacho, Bianca Forwin, Kalina Ashsaber, Thor Carson, My Waifu, Satori Komeji, Darbykins, Sakura-chan, and fellow Limit Break Radio listeners. To support Limit Break Radio, visit patreon.com slash limitbreakradio. Opening music in this episode from Daniel Lambie. Listen to Man with the Machine Gun and other great tracks at facebook.com slash Gamer. Closing music in this episode provided by Husky by the Geek. Listen to this and other great Final Fantasy XIV and video game rock covers and original music at facebook.com slash Husky by the Geek. In-game graphics for Limit Break Radio's Twitch stream are provided by Diamond Multimedia. Check out their line of AMD graphics cards and other hardware at diamondmm.com. Limit Break Radio and its hosts are solely responsible for its content. (laughs) 